Stories to Dismember is a podcast where hosts Aaron, Lindsay, and Miguel recap their horror film pick of the week based on a monthly theme. Sometimes they go on tangents, often they'll crack jokes, but they always return to dismember the film, scene by scene, until leaving you with their final reviews. Subscribe to catch your STDs. Welcome to Stories to Dismember. I am Lindsay, joined by co-hosts Aaron and Miguel, and today we're discussing or dismembering the 2003 remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Marcus Nispel, screenplay by Scott Kosar, based on the screenplay by Kim Hinkle and Toby Hooper. This film was picked by our special guest for today. Though this is his first time talking with us, listeners may have heard us discuss this award-winning talent when we previously discussed two of his short films, We Got a Dog and Song for the Pale. In addition to their numerous short films in which he provided all of the writing, direction, and visual effects, he has also provided his various talents to TV, movies, and music videos, including Corn and Stone Sour. Ryan Valdez, thank you so much for talking with us today. We're super excited mm. to have you here. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. That was a really good intro. Absolutely. That was really nice. I, <laughs> I honestly didn't know that you saw We Got a Dog and yeah. uh, Song for the Pale. I had no clue. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm surprised, Hell too. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. That's why we reached out to you. We did a couple of um, episodes where we covered short films, and both of my picks were those two. What? Yeah. I, yeah so geeking out a little yeah, bit. She's a fan. She's definitely a fan. My. I'm a fan. Gosh, I am blushing. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's our pleasure, really. <laughs> so, before we get started dismembering the film, could you tell us why you chose 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, sure. Actually, the reason I chose this movie is because, first of all, it's a comfort movie for myself. Nice. Yeah. And second, I would say uh, storytelling visually and aesthetically, I'm from the desert and having really gross, um, sweaty, hot summer desert sepia tone vibes is just a palette that i really admire so this movie when i saw it as a kid i just really clung to it and gravitated towards it and always just been so close as like looked at it as like an inspiration so this movie Mm. has just become a you know in my top five of must go to's and i know it's a very controversial film for the tcm you know fanboys and the whole franchise but to me like this movie is literally the perfect reimagining so that's why i chose this movie Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And and this was my first time watching it. And throughout, Ooh. I kept seeing little moments where I was like, oh, I can see Ryan's work in this. <laughs> like, I, I could see how it could be an inspiration for you. Yeah, totally. I mean, Daniel Pearl, the DP of this movie, he also was the original DP of the first Texas Chainsaw. And he's a big music video director. And as you said, I directed music videos. So like, you know, I've mimicked a lot of these uh, people who work in music videos in the industry and who do horror movies. So there's definitely a lot of um, influence directly to Daniel. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, shall we hand it off to Miguel to yeah. start recapping? Yeah. I'll, uh, it starts pretty similarly to the 
first one, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, for for listeners yeah. who haven't seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, can you explain uh, like what that grainy, intro was and how it's this It's like one documentary compares? style grainy footage. And what I did write down, it says, for 30 years, files collected dust in the cold cases. 1,300 pieces of evidence collected at the Hewitt House, which is different from... There is the different name from the original movie, I think. I don't remember what they were called. Sawyer, Sawyer, yeah, yeah. And then we get a little. This is like my favorite part of the movie, honestly. (laughs) This little (laughs) intro, like this little found footage style intro with the Mm -hmm. like the police footage. This is um, the police walkthrough of the house. Because in the original and in this one, Mm -hmm. it's presented as if it's a true story, Mm -hmm. and and that this is like actual footage being seen it is a true story what do you mean it's kind of <laughs> you tell me a little bit <laughs> not really not for me kind of it's inspired by not really you know but um yeah so we see the footage of the police walk through the house so showing scratch marks on the wall hair fingernails i hate i hate that so much oh, i hate that so much <laughs> moving to the furnace room and then it fades into the title screen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you hear a scream. Is it somebody dying? No, it's people having fun at a lake or something. <laughs> and then we hear Leonard Skinner. Oh, my God. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. I love Sweet Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Shut up. As soon as I heard the, the opening moment of the song, something inside me went, I hate this so much. I was not good. Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> you knew there were teens getting up to I no good? Were, these were future victims here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Were your eardrums victimized by this song? I just never expect to hear it out of nowhere anymore. <laughs> it's one of those songs, you know. It's like a reflex. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's a bunch of people swimming. There are soon-to-be victims. They are driving to a Leonard Skinner concert, so now it it makes sense in context, I guess. August 18th, 1973. We got Aaron, Kemper, Morgan, Andy, and Pepper. Okay, good. Andy and Pepper making out in the back. They didn't even know each other yesterday. And then Morgan interrupts. Shall we get their mm-hmm. actors' names out there? Uh, just yeah, if you to... want. I don't know them. So, <laughs> so Jessica Beale plays Aaron. Know. Jonathan Tucker is Morgan. Erica Leithson. Is Leithson right? That doesn't sound right. That looks like a typo. <laughs> Erica Leithson as Pepper. Mike Vogel as Andy. And Eric Balfour as Kemper. Yeah, I wrote Morgan Glasses, Andy Blonde. And then Kemper's main dude. So there we go. Andy and Pepper making out in the back. Sorry, Erica Learson. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> Morgan interrupts them and says 33,000 Americans suffer from sexually transmitted diseases, many of them your age listeners. Just having fun, though. We get a sense of their personalities, which is. They like Leonard Skinner. So they, they talk about <laughs> coming back from Mexico. You can, you can yeah. see a little bit of the original <laughs> characters and these characters. Like it's yeah, like they took little yeah, yeah. snippets. Yeah. Like Morgan is definitely closest to Franklin in personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was my favorite character in the original film. So it was it was nice to get a Franklin-esque character in this one. Yeah, and Pepper is like the hippie-ish girl. Yeah, and you got some horny characters in here. <laughs> so perfect. 
Yeah. They talk about coming back from Mexico because they got bought weed there because, you know, that's what you do. Kemper offers some to Aaron and she throws it out the window. Morgan says not to worry because they got two pounds. Oh, no, Aaron gets angry. Oh, no, because that's illegal, I guess, in the 70s, I guess. I mean, that was a bigger deal yeah. in the 70s. <laughs> and in which Texas. I didn't think about at the time. And in Texas, too. Oh, yeah, yeah in true. Texas. Coming from the border. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Back in those days. Oh, yeah, because she didn't know that's what they were doing in Mexico, I guess, for four days. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing, but I guess she didn't clock that the whole time. They almost run over a person on the road. And then I'm going to say this. When I was watching this, I was like, wow, they really had so many times they could have just left. <laughs> and But no, so they almost run over a person on the road. And then Aaron tries talking to her. But the person isn't responsive. There's one thing mm -hmm. I want to mention just because it Mm -hmm. kind of comes up later. Yeah. So during all of this, Kemper, he mentions the fact that he wanted to get all of this weed to help start their lives. Oh, my. Hers and Aaron's. Yeah. And mentioned through all of this is Aaron saying that she wants a ring from him. But he's he's doing this for them, he says. That's why he did all this. That's what they all say. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what they all say. <laughs> it's a really roundabout way of going about it, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't condone this whatsoever, but that's his reasoning. Well, you know, it was the seventies, so <laughs> I like that's an excuse for <laughs> So Aaron, yeah, talking to this woman on the road who's uh, non-responsive, and she's mumbling, saying she wants to go home and everything. It's pretty sad. Something happened. Yeah. So then, yeah, uh, so Aaron stops the van, walks up to her, and they they just take her with them. I guess Aaron and Pepper decide to take her with them to get her home, I guess. So, yeah, the woman's in the van crying. They ask what her name is. They, she says they're they're all dead. Not them in the van, but, you know, like, I guess the people that were with her. Somebody's dead. Who's dead? I don't know. She says they're going the wrong way. She doesn't want to go back there. And then she starts sobbing. Says he's a bad man, really bad man. And then she pulls out a gun. A gun. Yeah, that was crazy. From her thighs. Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty, uh... She either kept them in her underwear or yeah. she was practicing her Kegel exercises. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was definitely um, the Kegel exercises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had but, to be. I thought we can put a pin on that and talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. Oh, man, dude. And there's blood. There's a blood coating her inner thighs. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess that would happen, yeah. Oh, I just realized what the implication was. I wondered, but yeah. now it seems obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's she, she gone. And we, that was a pretty cool camera shot, though, with, with that, when they're freaking yes. out and the camera moves back away from them through the hole in her head, through the back of the van. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sick, actually. It was that was a beautiful shot. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's pretty sick. Uh, yeah, they freak out. They run out the van, and then Pepper screams because she's got brains all over her. That's not a good time. Blech. Tensions are high. I would say it's pretty tense. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's pretty it's tense, pretty tense huh? And Pepper asks why she did it 
why did she pick us? She didn't. She didn't pick them. They t- took her into their van, even though you know. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I wouldn't know. That's a victim blame. <laughs> <laughs> it's their fault. But <laughs> yeah, Kemper says they have to call the cops, and then Morgan says that's a stupid idea because they got pot in the van, who which is now a crime scene. Their van is. Mm. So, I'm gonna say this. I'm pretty much with Morgan throughout this whole movie. <laughs> Every time he's like, oh, "We'll get to it." Though Kemper takes the pinata full of pot and throws it into a field. That that takes care of that problem. So there you go. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Kemper tries to console Aaron, but you know it's not a great time. So you know it's not a good time. I like I like this little part here. Pepper says she's not getting back in the van. Cut to all of them back back into the van. Yeah. Cut to, I like that. That's pretty funny. And then Pepper spraying perfume to max the smell. I thought that was pretty funny. How quickly how quickly would it take a body to start being stinky? Yeah, a couple of days probably. Uh, like two days probably, I imagine. And he com- compares the brain. It seems to, to do it a lot sooner yeah. in this film. Though. And you have to consider they they are in Texas in the middle of summer. Yeah, yeah the yeah, heat. So Texas heat. Also, this, this gal has been walking on the road for who knows how long, and she's That's been through a bunch true. of trauma. So she probably just reeks of shit, which I don't yeah. know if I can curse on this. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She just, she <laughs> no, just, you can cuss. She just, she just smells really bad. She's been walking out in the sun, and then she just blew her brains out. So most likely, she's already starting mm. to cook inside this like microwave of a van. Because right. remember in the beginning, he says, "Can you turn the AC on back here?" And he says, "No, I can't." Yes. So, yeah, you guys know how a Texas humidity is, and heat. Yeah. It's, it's it's brutal. Oh yeah. So I wouldn't say right away, but mm. just for movie effect, pretty quick enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes total sense. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is true. Just I forgot about that. Uh, and he compares the brains to lasagna, then decides to shut up. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> they find a gas station, which always looks like not great in, in these movies, because that's I how love Texas those gas stations. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go inside and tell the lady working there to call the sheriff. They are reporting a suicide. Aaron and Pepper go to to a shed which is the bathroom which and then they Aaron picks the lock because she's a badass yeah which is crazy (laughs) Aaron picks the lock because she's she's you know she's 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 the main character that'll that'll probably come back later though (laughs) they open it and it's gross in there and then lady talking to the sheriff on the phone says the sheriff is headed over to the old Crawford mill which is where I don't know she doesn't say but I guess everybody knows where that is they are gonna have to drive over there and they are not happy about I mean when you live in the middle (laughs) of nowhere and there's only a few sort of landmarks around. You know who everybody is yeah. and where everything is. But they don't know. They don't even ask they directions. <laughs> I assume they <laughs> asked directions. We just didn't see it happen. Where's that? Yeah. Oop, Kemper says they are not driving around the town with the dead girl in the back of the van. And Lady says, what you do is your own business. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny line. Cause it's not that like is they... so fucked. What do you do about that? <laughs> hey, man. Gotta go, what do you go do? to the Leonard Skinner concert. I guess. Aaron says <laughs> she just wants to go home. No. And they drive. Still with the dead body in the back. And they get to the old mill, though. No sheriff there. Morgan says they should just dump the body and leave. Which, if I was in that situation, I think that's probably a good idea. Aaron doesn't like the idea, though. But how about they vote on it? Morgan and Andy don't mind dumping her. Pepper and Aaron don't like it, though. And Kemper can't decide between... But he is leaning towards dumping her, but Aaron doesn't like it. So, you know, drama. And they start looking around. <laughs> and they see something clearly move behind them, which is 
I hate that in movies. Figure. It's like it's so obvious something is there, but then somebody's like, "No, I didn't see anything." But it's like, dude, we this is a person, dude, <laughs> straight up a person right there. I liked how it was almost supernaturally fast the way they shuffled <laughs> that figure. But like it was very fast. Like it would be disturbing anyway, but right yeah in my memory it was super fast super fast yeah Aaron goes to check because she's the main character and then group goes in after her hearing her scream and then they find the possum which i thought it scares them i thought that was funny they open the little thing it's a possum in there i thought that was funny it's pretty good there's like a little break in tension as they yeah, all yeah. laugh and hear another noise wasn't the possum they look around and find a kid don't you just hate that when you're looking around and find a random kid everywhere they look around find the kid <laughs> And he's all, he's a kid. He's pitiful. <laughs> he's a little kid. He's all dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, that's 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 what it he's is. Clearly neglected. <laughs> neglected kid. Oh yeah, that's not a good look. Kid asks about the body in the van. They say they didn't. <laughs> we didn't do nothing to her. They, she did that to herself, which doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great yeah. when you say it like that. Kid asks them to promise not, they won't hurt him, which is sad. He clearly seems to know her, though. Well, he knows there's a body in the van, at least. He gets, you know, he moves around really quick, like you said. So, uh, Kid's name is Jed- Jediah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, asks him if uh, Jedediah asks him if he knows where the sheriff is and the kid says at home getting drunk probably which again Morgan keeps saying that she just leave because that doesn't sound promising but no and they can't even drive to the sheriff's house they have to walk there which I'm not walking no now I'm not I'm not doing that <laughs> come on bro so Aaron and Kemper walk over to the sheriff's and Andy stops the kid from with from playing with a dead body. So there you go. And what was he doing? <laughs> just I, poking it with the stick. Jesus I, Christ. Because if he, I don't know. I I took the insinuation that he knew her and was trying to pull her out. But was he just playing with the body? He's just poking it with the stick, and um, because that's what little kids do, I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man, it is what it is. Yeah, and he stops the kid from playing with a dead body, and the kid runs away someplace. We don't see him. He just just gets out of there. We don't see him for a while. Goodbye, little dude. (laughs) See you later, I guess. Aaron and Kemper knocking on on a house door. They find a house. They knock on the door. Answered by a a man whose name is Monty. I I looked it up in Wikipedia. His name is Monty. And he answers the door and they ask him, where is the sheriff? He doesn't live here, though, but they can call him. And he only lets Aaron in, not Kemper. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting in here, Buster. In my memory, this house looked like the house in the, the original, original Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre, but I didn't pull up like images to do a comparison or anything. Oh, it's drastically different. Like this one in, is it in this film oh, is like a bunker looking concrete house. Uh, like it looks kind of like a, it used to be like a cotton field kind of house. And then the one in the OG Texas Chainsaw was kind of like a very small, like dilapidated mm. looking cottage okay. kind of house. Yeah. In my memory, it was so similar, but that's how memories are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So only let's air in, not Kemper. And then this is where I wrote down. They had so many chances to just go away. <laughs> These people, it's like, 
that's always what I look out for in movies. Like, how many chances did you have to just for this situation to not happen? And these guys had a... But they don't know. But then they we wouldn't have a movie. I know, but still. Yeah, Miguel. Where's the humanity? Still. <laughs> Miguel. Yeah, so. Miguel. Still. They don't, they don't know what we know. Aaron... I'll say that Aaron was the one who pushes like everybody like this whole movie forward because without her, I guess <laughs> body would have just would have been dumped pretty much, and it would have went to Leonard Skinner, mm. would have listened to Freebird. <laughs> but no, but no. Anyway, they had yeah. So man dials the sheriff's number for Aaron, and we see. But at the same time, we see the sheriff pull up at the mi- uh, mill. What's going on here? Oh no. And we see Arlie Ermey plays the sheriff, which is pretty cool. Yes. Pretty awesome casting. He's awesome. He steals the show in this movie, for sure. Mm. He he is the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes. I wrote here, cool. So (laughs) Sheriff looks at the van and guesses the dead body is in there. So he's pretty, he's like Batman. He's like the world's greatest detective. He does seem genuinely impressed with himself when he looks at the hole outside the the back of the van and he's like, just an educated guess, but my money says your dead body's right there in that van. Thanks. Such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He's good at that. Yeah. So Aaron talking to the sheriff on the phone, we can pretty much guess what's going on here pretty much. Says they'll be there in 30 minutes somewhere, I guess. Aaron does, so... Uh, uh, you know what's going That's on. That's strange. So she's ready to go, but is asked for help by Monty. Help for what? I don't know. He fell out of his, yeah, wheelchair, his wheelchair, supposedly. Yeah. Fucking creepo. He's like on the floor. Yeah. Fixing his toilet. Yeah. yeah. And was that his bathroom sink or the tub that was just spewing viscera? I believe it was his toilet or tub, but... Clearly, it was a ploy just to grope Jessica Alba's butt in those low rise bell bottoms. Uh, Not that I noticed, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just being descriptive. Yeah, just letting the audience know. Same, bro. Same. I just assumed that's why he invited her in the house. Yeah, yeah, pretty lady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Lady. <laughs> See a figure walk behind them as she helps him, which Monty sees, and he gives a little smile. He's like, he's got, what's your deal here, Monty? <laughs> Kemper goes inside the house looking for uh, Aaron? Aaron. Sheriff takes the gun mm-hmm. from the van, takes it with him. So he's armed now, like a video game. It's, it's, it's in his inventory now. Kemper's still inside the house looking for a... He puts it in his sock, yeah, though. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I like that. Or yeah, he, maybe it was a holster. Yeah, he had an ankle holster. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which implies that it was but, his, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just commenting that doesn't seem very professional if this is evidence but he's not really the most professional sheriff <laughs> clearly it's pretty out there i would say yeah, yeah. he's got some crazy yeah, ideas i don't know a texas sheriff in the 70s it, he seems pretty yeah. spot on i don't know <laughs> yikes yikes yikers. i'm glad i didn't exist then no i'm mm. sure it was much better then i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, yes, the sheriff takes the gun from the van. And then Kemper, I hate how people look for people and move and you know, do whatever. Kemper's still <laughs> inside the house looking for Aaron. <laughs> yeah, open but I'm learning now. What's up? We have we have talked before about maybe the three of us going on a, a spooky little trip to a haunted haunted road in Texas, that famous haunted road, or going to a haunted hotel. I am learning that if Aaron and I get attacked, that we can't rely on you, Miguel. No, I'm out of there. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like Shaggy and head the other way. Yeah. Oh, well. Smart. At least we Smart. know this now. <laughs> yeah, bro. And they won't get me. Who's they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Miguel's going to be the final girl. <laughs> yeah, no, not even. <laughs> I'm be the first guy out of there. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Kemper's still inside. Like, I didn't mean they go inside looking for people. I mean the way they like the action of it, because all they do is call for their name, which is annoying. <laughs> it's annoying just mm. saying the same name over and over again. It's like, dude, <laughs> answer. <laughs> for sure, Aaron could hear it was somebody was calling for her inside the house. It was like the bathroom was just over there. Anyway. Kemper inside the house looking for Aaron, opens the door, drops keys, goes to pick up the keys, and is attacked by Leatherface. Yeah. Tommy. Who else? It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Who else? Slammed in the back of the head. <laughs> Just like which, the original. Which this was his introduction in the movie to pay homage to the original with the yes. hammer the hammer hit, yeah. Yeah. Hammer into the back of the head. Which and is drag him. Yeah. Drag him. Man. And there's behind, you see behind the scenes for the movie like damn bro like the the actor who played uh, leatherface in the movie and the director like had a little like i don't know they were throwing shade at each other pretty much <laughs> i didn't really like it. <laughs> i think it was just joking but it's like uh oh they were joking yeah hopefully it well, was joking yeah actually um the actor who was playing leatherface originally in that hammer scene was a different actor than bernarski yeah. who ends up playing leatherface in this movie but he got like mm. apparently he got heat stroke on that day when they were doing that <gasps> scene, and so he had to be hospitalized from heat stroke, and that's when they got Andrew Bernarski, I believe. Like that's how mm. it worked out, and then Bernarski came in and he played him for the rest of it. Oh dang! Damn. So I a little fun fact. Yeah, man, heat stroke is no joke. No joke. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> I, I, that's a good slogan. <laughs> The stupid <laughs> but like it's it's been a while but that's what i believe i remember hearing or seeing about this and i was like oh shit two people played leatherface mm. in this and he was like the phantom one because he was only in one scene damn but yeah like damn like the original tin man wizard of oz that's pretty crazy what the original tin man for wizard of oz was hospitalized because the they, really? they spray oh, painted oh, him because of the yeah. paint <laughs> yeah oh man and they got another actor that's right to play the tin man also the witch she um she got burned i think when they did that fire technique (laughs) and well we're not here to talk about wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) yeah the most horrifying film of all yeah uh aaron aaron goes to check what the noise was and then sheriff oh uh we had a little scene here with sheriff and andy uh wrapping the body up in saran wrap which is I don't know if that's protocol, but all right then. And Andy really doesn't want to. <laughs> it's pretty hygienic. <laughs> yeah. 
He doesn't want to mess up his car. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, he says, because um, yep. that's when Pepper complains, saying <laughs> that this doesn't feel right. It's like nobody is really respecting um, the body. Oh, when Pepper says it feels the wrong. Sheriff, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, it feels yeah. wrong. Yeah. And, and the sheriff says... Hey, I have just as much respect for the dead as anybody around here. And then in the next breath, he's like, Get that dead body out of my car. Yeah. And after sticking in the truck. After literally groping the body as exactly. well. It's pretty gross. It's pretty Oh my god. Up. I do want to add about it. in this scene, whenever he Ernie is like wrapping up the body, he does make a, you know, just a note to this earlier about the gun being inside of her, he does say like, ooh, yeah. she's pretty wet down there. What have you mm-hmm. boys been doing with her? It was from all the blood and stuff like that, but being shoved in. And then right. also that whole entire scene, Arlie Burmy was actually yeah. improvising. <gasps> yeah, he was wow. just he was just doing a bunch of the stuff, trying to get the other actors to kind of crack. And uh, it was just him like riffing and just <laughs> being yeah. his like a, his stereotypical Dang. kind of like a drill sergeant type character. Yeah. He's good at that. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just processing no, good, all of that here. because all of his lines are, they're very disturbing, but they're very good, very effective. And just learning that he improvised that is, I'm just soaking yeah. in the greatness of that actor. Yeah, and I think his intention was trying to get other actors to kind of like break him and give him like a what the fuck <laughs> kind of look. Yeah. And he was just being gross and vile. And I think it just helped play into his character so well yeah, absolutely oh he calls the body that nasty goddamn thing <laughs> <laughs> not even a body just a thing damn bro put it in the trunk which mm-hmm. honestly yeah yeah uh Aaron, Miguel. yeah we'll put it in the trunk yeah when it, i thought that's where they were gonna put it in the trunk you know like they were putting it in the back why? seat and he yelled at them for that yeah, put it in the trunk yeah oh my gosh that's where <laughs> that's what movie uh, movies have taught me that dead bodies go in the trunk for some reason so that's that's where I, I just assume just in case they come to life no just like mafia stuff i guess <laughs> well now they have like the little strings that you can pull out if you're stuck in a trunk to open yeah. the trunk so it's kind of i mean maybe it was just you know of its time you couldn't do that but now you can now you can escape a trunk unfortunately, unfortunately yeah 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 Ah, this guy was just a bastard. He didn't want the back of his car to be all dirty. He's just a bastard. Aaron's still looking for (laughs) Kemper inside the house. Finds a hidden camera on the wall, which isn't really hidden, but I guess you wouldn't see it at first glance, I guess, but it's there. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Well, it's a a door lens, not a camera. It's like, it's an eyepiece. You know, like when you look in a hallway and you have like a door... Eyepiece. It's it's one of those, but it's mm. articulating, so you can turn it. That oh, makes sense because cool. it's the seventies. Yeah. It's that the seventies, man. Okay. I don't think about time. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm like a philosopher. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron leaves the house to go back to meet up with her friends. But, okay. Yeah. 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 Aaron gets so much time. Oh, yeah. That's back. Why are yeah, those okay. woods so picturesque, though? It's foggy. It just, it looks gorgeous, and it's the only place in this town that looks like it's coated in fog. You know. Shades of gray. You're talking about all the fog in the trees when she's Mm -hmm. going back? (laughs) Yeah, it's a little unrealistic. Unrealistic. But, (laughs) yeah. It's pretty, though. 
it's pretty, but if anyone's been to Texas, you know, you guys have big blue open skies, lots of green, and this movie is entirely like desaturated and no color. It could be so, dust. It could be dust. We don't just... know. There's no color. We can't tell. Let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to just like validate every decision and like defend yes. this movie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, ju- I'm joking though. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, and oh, yeah, you just said this. Putting sheriff's backseat, tells him put it in the trunk instead. Sheriff asks them if they'll be able to find their way out of there, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, bye, 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 sheriff. You can go now." Aaron's still in the woods looking for Kemper, uh, and then we jump to Leatherface's workshop, which is gross. He's prepping Kemper. That's how I'm referring Ugh. to everything he does: prepping, prepping the bodies, prepping Kemper. So yeah, that's that. Aaron's still looking for. <laughs> Wait, you left out a detail What's though. What's up? What's up? Whenever he is prepping, quote unquote, Kemper, yeah. a ring falls out of his pocket. Yes. Oh yay. yes, 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 yes. And so that ring signifies what she talked about in the beginning about getting married. Yes. And then also, it's implied but never said, but Aaron. Jessica Biel's character is pregnant, hence why she didn't. Drink, <gasps> hence why she didn't smoke the weed or drink the tequila in Mexico. Oh, oh, that's my uh, gosh, that's well, so sad. Just dropping info left and right. Yes, thank you for pointing out the ring because I wanted that to be mentioned, right. and I lost my place in my notes. Yeah. yeah, I mean the whole time they talk about marriage, like that was the basis of the characters in the intro when they were talking about, I'm doing this for us and like, I want a ring on my finger <laughs> and then her not drinking, not smoking. And also caring so much about like, if that's someone's daughter, that's someone's child. We can't leave oh her on the side of the road like trash. Gosh. It's her character implying that she has, you know, some motherly humanity within her because she is about to experience the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Sorry. Just carry on. That's so good. <laughs> no, <laughs> We needed a moment to process that. That's a that's a lot of context. Mm. Aaron gets to the man and says, "Sheriff is coming," but they say the sheriff is uh, was already there. Oh, oh, and he took the body <laughs> and the gun. So that's great. So they hear a car horn and they go to check. Because it's it's not just like a couple of taps or anything. It's like yeah. a long drawn out. Yeah. Car horn. And they check and it's nobody there, but somebody set it up. Somebody set up the, to do that. It's cause definitely it's, a trap. Yeah. Cause it was like a stick, you know, like wedged stuck against in there. it. Yeah. Yeah. My dumb ass though, I would have yeah. seen that and I would have been like, that's weird. I, I would not have conceived that it was a trap meant for me. <laughs> oh yeah. Come, I would yeah. be doomed. Bro. I'm not a final girl. I'm like first girl, you're the first f- one to get killed. Yeah, you're the martyr of the story. You're like the first one to walk straight into the monster's mm-hmm. cave. Yeah. That me. <laughs> Guys, I think we should go down this very dark alleyway where nobody can see us. I think that's the <laughs> safest option. <laughs> that's, that'd be, so Andy finds teeth on the ground. <laughs> a lot of them, like a line of them, like a row of teeth. That was pretty crazy. So yeah, they really got to find Kemper now and get out of there. Morgan reaches into a trunk of a car and his arm gets pulled in and freaks everybody out. Psycho was a joke. Ah! Yeah. Don't you say that. He was just fucking around. <laughs> he was messing around. I never <laughs> believe that anymore. 
arm in the hole and it's like so so many movies do that and if any if any movie did that for real I'd, I, I wouldn't believe it i'd be like ah they're joking you know it's whatever but like, what about joke. what about the mummy the mummy did it where they stick the arm in and it's eaten by bugs and it comes out yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a skill. Mm. is that is yeah. that is that where like the trope comes from is that like a bad trip it's not good is it well, I, oh, it's I just done of, so many times, you know. I, but I love, Damn I love it. the way it was utilized in um, Gonjum, because at first one of the characters does that and they're joking around, but then it actually happens. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, now I'm starting to wonder if it's like a thing that like filmmakers do, like, oh, this is this is ridiculous, and if it actually does happen, it's just kind of like mocking it. Mm. Maybe I don't know. I didn't mind it in this case. I mean, in this, they're joking, but yeah. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what? I was going to say, it's very specific, but I like it when it's like through a door, like, like in Vampires, if you remember Vampires, that movie, like when, when they put up, put a hole through the door yeah, and then, you know, there's vampires in there. So he has to stick his arm through the door and there's a threat of vampires maybe biting him. So I like when there's like a little bit of a threat in there. Like, where, like when, where when the character's to, forced to do that yeah, or where something. You, where you have to put your arm and then some place to, for yeah. a reason. You know? D- does that trope still apply to like when people have to stick their hands into like garbage disposals? Oh, Ooh. Ooh. That always freaks me that's out. A, that's scary. Is that's that kind of like this, me out too. That's the same situation, right? Yeah, but just yeah, a little yeah. bit more like practical. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, not like a mystery hole. That's a yeah. situation you actually find yourself <laughs> in too. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that thing is in there. So like, I think that's the mind fuck of like, oh, there's blades yeah. and that thing will destroy your hand yeah. compared oh. to just like you don't know what's on the other side of the, the door. There's always the threat of that happening. Yeah. 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 It's scary. Anyhow, good stuff. Any <laughs> trope talk, yeah. Welcome to trope talk. Yeah, that'd be a good show. Pulls out a jar uh, with a picture of the girl from the van in there. Weird. Please explain the jar. It had some liquid in there. So I don't All know right. what that was about. <laughs> That's like in video games where you where you click the info button and on on something. It's just it is what it is. What <laughs> what does it mean? What is what is this, this stick? It is a brown stick. It is what it you know, is. No, the jar. Yeah. Yeah. I think the jar is a totem. It's supposed to symbolize a totem. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I've worked on a lot of crime shows, and mm. you know. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's so cool. Worked on a lot of them, and I I just missed out working on an Ed Gein one, which is what this movie's based off of. Yep. Um, but oh man, um, a lot of the time a killer has totems, has um, some type of. Like I know they like get off to the idea of having some like type a of memento. A memento, exactly. And so, like you know, this photograph of her and her baby that maybe they when they abducted her, this hitchhiker could have been on her mm. in her car, whatever her story was, and just preserving it in jars because that's that's how he knows how to preserve things is almost like pickling and meat factory style. Yeah. So that makes sense. maybe the photograph was in this little pickled jar as like a totem. Mm. Makes sense to me. I like it. Just trying to justify maybe some choices. I don't know. I really don't know. Well. Anyway, they got to find Kemper. (laughs) Still looking for him. Erin has the keys to the van, and she's not willing to go without leaving Kemper, even though Morgan says, you know, give me the keys. I'm out of here, bro. I'm out here. Jesus Christ, because... 
god dang bro we gotta get out of here man so he goes searching so he goes searching for kemper great and we're back with blood leatherface he has kemper tied by the feet like chained up by the feet kemper hanging upside down and this oh i do have it written down here leatherface also finds a ring on kemper i guess is where oh i jumped the gun sorry about that yeah (laughs) probably to propose to aaron hey i wrote that down that's cool Aaron, go. I, I like how I put probably. Like, there's another reason. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was something else. Aaron goes back to Monty's house, distracts Monty while Andy goes inside with a. What's he got in his hand? A uh, tire wrench. Tire. Tire wrench. Tire uh, iron. Yeah. Tire iron. Yeah. Uh, Aaron goes back to Monty's house, but looking for Kemper. Andy looking around, looking around town. Goes into a room with meat hanging from the ceiling. Is it human meat? Probably. I presume this is the kitchen because it has. It's hard oh, to it tell kitchen? because there's so much. Oh but yeah, yeah. Oh, it is a kitchen. There's so yeah. much junk in here and yeah. meat hanging and like box, pigs and chickens walking around. Box yeah. spring mattresses hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, true. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, chicken. This is like yeah, kind of like the original. Uh, chicken in chicken. a bird cage. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot there were animals in the original too, but they were dead already. All they? over the place. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would there. say what's cool about this house, which oddly like matched the OG, is like when they went to this location, it was already set like this. Like how it looks in the really? movie was pretty much how it was already because it was like, I guess it was an abandoned property at the time. Yeah. And so there was like furniture and there was mold and, you know, water damage and the house looked exactly how it looks in the movie. So they ended up like sealing it to keep it that look and they kept a lot of the furniture. So the production designers didn't have to do that, that much to help it. Like, wow. That's just that how is the wild. house looked. This house looks it was perfect. insane. <laughs> like nobody would want to go into this house. It's like it's renovated now, and like I think there's people who live there, and they cleaned up the property. Like there's no chickens and pigs running around. <laughs> hey, they're right inside. It's <laughs> Texas. I don't know. The house in the movie is actually located halfway between Dallas and Houston. Yeah. Oh really? And Whoa. the people the, the people who own that property now are real hard asses about anyone going on the property or like taking photos. It's kind of like that lady with the breaking bad house. who's just like super intense about people taking photos of her house. Yeah. yeah they don't want people uh, intruding, which you know, evidence. like respectfully, I get it. You don't want a bunch of tourists on your property, but yeah, they, they have it all gated off and it's, but it's a cool house. You should, de- you should definitely go see it. Yeah. If that lady will let us, but yeah. now it just makes her look suspicious. Just stay on the road. Like she has her own take a picture. slaughterhouse. Yeah, just zoom in, take a picture. And yeah. Again, Ro- roads are public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cosplay as Leatherface with the fake chainsaw. <laughs> oh my god. That would be no. annoying. A tiny yeah. little toy chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would not be the first who would do that exactly. outside the house. Like, I'm sure there's a exactly. bunch of like influencer cosplayers who stand outside and like do like sexy yeah. leather face outside the house. That would be no, so that'd annoying. Be, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be <laughs> so cool. I'm on the I'm on I'm on the homeowner side on that one. I get it. I don't want people around my house. Yeah, Miguel welcomes it. <laughs> but only if it's sexy. Yeah, but it's only sexy. <laughs> 
Miguel has a bouncer at the gate. You can go in. No, yeah. you can't go in. You can go in. Miguel, I hope you only get That's large, all. actual leather face type figures yeah. in sexy leather face garments. Like a sweaty, hairy, 300-pound leather face, just like in yes. an apron. That's yes. it. That's my wish for Miguel. Well, <laughs> goes into uh, with it is it is the kitchen, by the way, because I wrote here. And he looks into a fridge when he closes it. <laughs> I like how I don't remember any of my. But it, it looked yeah. gross, right? Yeah. Pretty much, he closes the fridge and it falls on the ground like a dummy, because he's an idiot. Aaron hears the noise and go blows Andy's cover by running in to check on him. God damn it, Aaron. And Monty goes inside, and he's all like, hey, what are you doing in my house? And he's like, ah, you're so dead, you don't even know it. Ah. And he's like, bring it, bring it. And I like Andy's like, bring what? He's like, bring it on, man. Monty's pounding the floor with this little cane thing here. Pretty much a signal to Leatherface, I took it. And Leatherface presents himself from behind them, kind of like the original. That's a cool door. I need that door, like the Leatherface, <laughs> like the side door. That's pretty cool. Just as an entrance, like when people are in the house and just present yourself from behind the door. That's pretty sick. I think I would get so pissed with that door after a while, especially like hungover. I'm like, this is the heaviest fucking door in the world. Like, I can't do this right now. I don't remember anything significant about the door. What was? It's just heavy and it's huge. Heavy it's like it's sliding. Yeah. It's like a it's like a meat locker door where it slides. Doors? Yeah, door, yeah. Got it. Heavy sliding door. Yeah, so that's uh, Leatherface presents himself, attacks them. Leatherface is after them, goes after Andy. Andy able to <laughs> such a strange wording. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Presents himself is after them. Yes. Oh yeah, he presents. Yeah, that's what he did. He presents himself from. Okay. He appears from behind, <laughs> like a magician. Let's say that. Uh, <laughs> presenting yourself has other connotations <laughs> let's he just move on behind them <laughs> <laughs> so Leatherface is after God them and goes after Andy and Andy is able to fight him and well, I don't know if that would work would a chainsaw <laughs> would you not be able to cut oh, a chainsaw a versus tire a, iron, uh, a tire iron mm. I don't know I should look that up on YouTube I'm pretty sure somebody's <laughs> done it on YouTube I feel like the tire iron would get caught in the little sprockets of like the chainsaw and get like yanked and like thrown, but like right. not bouncing off mm. of it with sparks. Mm. So, yeah. I would Probably. think. <laughs> Just to guess. Andy able to fight him off enough to let Aaron escape. Yeah. Andy runs outside. The Leatherface is behind him. You know, classic Leatherface, you know, chasing after you. Into a maze of clotheslines. This is the longest line uh, of clothes, like the clothes, the clothes hangers with blankets on them. It's like, a lot. I so I, many. I was kind of amused <laughs> because, like these these back these backwoods murderers keep all kinds of like body parts inside their house. It's completely unkempt with chickens and pigs running around, but they still see the importance of keeping fresh linens, and so many of them. <laughs> So At many. least they clean their sheets. <laughs> you need a good night's sleep. Yeah. Hey, but it was aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> it's unnecessary, yeah. but it's fun. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. 
so Leatherface catches up and catches uh, Andy on the leg with the chainsaw, which is pretty, pretty intense. Sick. That sucks. You're done for, Andy. You're gone, boy. You're done. Yeah, Andy's done. Uh, Leatherface grabs him up and takes him to his Leatherface lair. <laughs> so yeah, he's he, Leatherface lounge. Aaron running away. Andy scrapes his nails on the wall, by the way. Oh, oh God. Uh, I hate that so much. I was I so glad so Stratton didn't watch this with me because that's one of his huge triggers is like nails, which, I mean, that messes with anybody, but he particularly doesn't like that. I hate that, that so much. Uh, yeah. It's like those defensive wounds, like when somebody gets stabbed, like through the hand or like, uh-huh. you know, scraped up. As I hate that so much. Between the fingers. Between the fingers, yeah. Can I sidebar here on yeah. the subject? Yeah. Is like the, Please do. Do you remember in the intro where they're like, oh, there's nail markings mm-hmm. on the wall exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. from this? Yes. I forgot to mention the, the narrator in the very beginning of the movie is the same narrator from mm-hmm. the original Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. how cool. It's pretty sick, yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, thought, I love that. I forgot to bring that. There's a lot of like original Texas Chainsaw hands from the first one who are involved in mm. this one. Even Toby Hooper was involved in this one as a producer. Yeah. Mm. So all the haters can go suck it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. His name is uh, John Larroquette. And if you're old like me, you know who he is. Yeah, he came out of retirement just to redo the narration for this movie. Damn. Oh. Yeah. That's so cool. So when we see Andy scraping his hand across and losing a nail, yeah, that was mentioned in the very beginning yes. when we see the police crime scene footage. Mm-hmm. But he also mentions hair being on the wall. Is yeah. that Andy's as well, or who does that belong nah, to? Who knows? That's that's coming up. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to um, spoil it, well, but it's a girl. Nail. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, but that's definitely Andy Snail. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back at the van. Pepper and Morgan cleaning the van. So that's nice. That's pretty cool. That's, that's nice of them. <laughs> I don't know if it's out of niceness or sheer desperation yeah, because they're probably... like, well, we're, we got to leave out of here, but I'm not going to leave in a reeking van. True, true, true. Aaron comes up freaked out, asks where the gun is. The sheriff took it. God dang it. Trying to start the van, but it won't start. And, you know, she's asking what happened, what happened, what happened. But, you know, she's she's all messed up. And the sheriff appears beside them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's up to something. You can probably guess at this point. Aaron says they need help. Sheriff asks her to calm down. You're hysterical. <laughs> I don't know why I like saying that. <laughs> I like you're hysterical. I oh, know that's pretty funny. Uh, like in a like moment a, where it's totally valid to be hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like those old timey movies. It's, Calm down, you're hysterical. It's just, at that time, it's just like you're a woman, you're crazy, yeah. and it's just like okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sheriff finds a do. Sheriff finds a do beyond the dashboard. He finds a joint. Mm-hmm. He's sh- he's more shocked by this than the dead woman from before like this just blows his cap off yeah he doesn't want them to end up living in a van by the river he's asked y'all taking drugs 
They say no. He calls bullshit. Tells them to get out the van. I smell bullshit. Yeah. He tells them to get out the van. He's mad. He's get big out the mad. van now. And get on the ground too. That's how I would say it if I was a cop. Get out I'm- the van now. What's up? I'm glad you're not a cop. <laughs> Back at Leatherface HQ, we see he has chopped Andy's leg off with the chainsaw, I imagine. Hooks him on a meat hook from the ceiling through his back. Ouch. Like Ouch. Salts up his leg. He grabs a pop, some salt and puts it on his leg. Ouch. And then he preps it up like a like deli like meat. Like he ties some butcher paper around yeah. it, yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Now, was that just being malicious, putting the salt on, or is that like actually like a way to prep like I think meats? that's actually... <laughs> I think actually it was easy. to preserve, yeah. yeah. Like that's actually a process with meat? Yeah. I don't eat meat personally, so I don't know, but like... Oh, yeah. Is that how like you preserve well, meat, like a, like a butcher salt, does it? Salt is a preservative, and that's what's used to... Um, I know it's in like frozen to dry foods. out meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Like I'm just interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about butchering, but seeing it did not surprise me since salt is used to preserve mm-hmm. meat. Yeah, I was going to say one thing about leather, leather faces. I, I, I don't think he does anything to like for his own pleasure. I think it was like a job for him, pretty yeah. much. So this is like just meat to him. Right, he's exactly just like a just a robot. He's just like process, yeah. pack up, move on. Yeah, exactly. So him doing that isn't to like do more pain like he's a, a pawn in this yeah. overall yeah yeah family of yeah. free he, he's the muscle of the family like that's it there's yeah. no brains yeah. no personality just muscle yeah. yeah yeah he does have a, a scene later that we'll talk about mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then we uh, cut back to sheriff going through their ids and we see there none of them are from texas one's from new york the other's from somewhere else oh and i forget where i <laughs> I was going to note on this with yeah. like, you know, their IDs, Morgan, who, who's supposed to be Franklin, I guess his character in this reimagining, mm-hmm. by the way, I can't stand Franklin. I know he's your favorite, but like, I personally <laughs> can't stand him. It like just yeah, drives me nuts. Yeah. But Morgan is from New York. And so that makes me think like his attitude of like, fuck it, leave the body. Let's go. Like, we don't care. Like it has like a New York attitude. Oh yeah. Mm. So it makes me think like, oh, maybe like that's what his character is based off of, of like, you know, F this noise, like let's get out of here. And his like er- mm-hmm. his erratic yeah. kind of uh, suggestions. Hey. Makes sense. <laughs> or it could just have a self preservation type of personality like Miguel has. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here, bro. I can't do a New York <laughs> accent, so I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Stupid. it's always 1920 gangster. Yeah, that's I know like a it always is. It's like mid yeah. mid Atlantic accents. Like here, say, yeah, get out of here, say, here, say. Yeah. listen here, exactly. Buster. I always go back to Buster. <laughs> yep. Yeah, going through their IDs, New York, Colorado, and something else. But Aaron's still trying to explain what happened. Sheriff's, sheriff's like, you know what I think? I think you're. And boyfriend shot the girl and then ran away and then Aaron says that's not true and she's going to get up and then sh- uh, Sheriff shoots by her by her head on the ground which is pretty scary. That's when I was like this guy's really unprofessional. 
I'm going to talk to your man, your superior. <laughs> Show me your badge number. This is this is unacceptable. Yeah, this guy is not good. Mm-mm. The sheriff is crazy. He tells Morgan to get up because he's going to have to show the sheriff exactly what happened in the van with the girl, Oof. how she killed herself. That so already like, makes my yeah. stomach sink. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel good. Yes. And we go back to Leatherface, who's working on some face masks. He's working on some arts and crafts. Yes. Arts and crafts with... Leatherface makes Morgan. <laughs> Damn, that should be a YouTube TV. series. Yeah. Somebody should do that on YouTube, like five minute short videos of yes, as Leatherface like, doing. <laughs> as if it's like a Bob Ross video, but it's Leatherface. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. D- is this when he pulls off his own mask, or do we cut back to that later? I don't remember. Because I put I put that he pulls off his mask to reveal a face that looks disfigured it's missing a nose oh yeah and i also added i also added very phantom of the opera because the original phantom from the phantom of the opera didn't have a nose but in this case it's very not sexy (laughs) very not sexy how dare you no yes (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah yeah completely skip by that yeah it shows his face yep well it's probably a spoiler but it's later revealed he has like a cancer. Yeah. That's that's like oh. deteriorating his you know, his face. Oh shit. Like a disease, yeah. Yeah. It, it, something like that is mentioned later, but I didn't know it was to that degree. Yeah. And this is one of the only times we see his face too, right? And like all the movies, I think I haven't seen all the movies, but I imagine this is the only time I, I remember seeing his face like really close up like that. Like they just show it straight up, like not even trying mm-hmm. to hide it, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. I guess. Trying to be different, I guess. So we see that and we cut back to the sheriff and makes Morgan reenact uh, exactly how it went down with the girl here. This scene is so heart-wrenching to me. Morgan with his little lip trembling. (laughs) Yeah, he makes Morgan sit in her seat with all the remains there. Makes makes him take the gun and show him how he did it. Makes Morgan shove the gun in his mouth. It's very, you know, it's very messed up. And um, I I do like about the scene is like the psychological aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is like Mm -hmm. this sheriff is fucking with him at this point he like he's yeah. very aware mm-hmm. of what's happening he is messing with him intentionally and showing his authority and by doing mm-hmm. so he shoots bullets around them to say this gun has bullets in it and he swaps the guns and so when he has morgan sit down he gives him a different gun just to mess with him psychologically mm. to empower himself mm. yeah i think it's a great scene that's all it is it is a pretty cool scene yeah yeah i like this uh... So yeah, Morgan gun in his mouth. Aaron distracts the sh- or Aaron gets up and says something to the sheriff. And at this point, Morgan uh, takes the gun and points it at the sheriff. He's gonna shoot the sheriff. Somebody's gonna shoot the sheriff. <laughs> Somebody shot the sheriff. <laughs> All right, that was the whole. Uh, uh, I just wanted to get there the whole time. Yes. Pepper telling him <laughs> just had to get uh, it out. Shot the sheriff. Is that I just had to get it out of my system. It was the whole time. I every time I said sheriff, that, was, that song was just in my head the whole time. So, 
Pepper telling him, I like Pepper telling him to shoot, Aaron telling yeah. him not to. Oh, yeah. I'm with Pepper on this one. Shoot shoot, shoot I, I'm kind of on Pepper's side too. Shoot, yeah. shoot, shoot the fucker. And Cherry was like, you don't have the balls to do it. Oh, he also says that if if he shoots that the girls would be an accomplice to the murder. I'm fine with that. Shoot him. Let's do this. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, honestly. Otherwise, you're going to be murdered by this guy, yeah. probably. I, I think I like from that. like I like that What's from up? like a development. I'm thinking like the filmmaking aspect of it too, as like mm-hmm. a like a writer or character development. I think they had mm-hmm. they split the the two friends saying shoot him and don't shoot him, and with Jessica Biel's character, they're trying to like give her a little bit more of like the audience to side with her. Like, oh, she's a good person. She just wants good. She doesn't mm-hmm. want him to die. So knowing that she's going to be the final girl, the audience kind of roots for her a little bit more. Mm. It was a very like. I think pivotal scene writing wise mm-hmm. to be like, let's separate the friends or characters and just show the true colors where Aaron Jessica Peele's character mm-hmm. sticks with her. Don't dump the body. Don't shoot him. I just want everyone to be okay. Yeah. Early on, they sort of show Aaron as being a more noble character too. When she um, gets upset at the pot being in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, yeah, we don't know that she could be pregnant, but also she, like heavily encourages that they bring in the hitchhiker into the van in the first place. But she definitely like shows more and more of this heroine aspect to her. Yeah. And I think it's so subtle and like it's lined in there like nicely for the audience to kind of like Mm -hmm. start rooting for her out of all the people, you know, like slowly. Yeah. I like it. So just, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with Pepper. No, we love that. I like. I, I, I'm always siding with someone else except Aaron in this whole. Movie. <laughs> 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 well, I think you have like a get the fuck out of there attitude. So that's yeah, probably why yeah. you're just like, no, none of this. Yeah, you're the survivor in real life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just need a a reason for why. But yeah, I guess you said the reasons why because you know she wants everybody to get out and she's pregnant. Maybe is that. Is, is that said in the movie that she's pregnant or is that just something we infer from um, it's it's implied through yeah, it's implied subtext throughout the whole entire script okay, in the so movie yeah, but it's in the deleted scenes there are um, oh, scenes oh. where she does acknowledge that oh okay oh I need to watch the deleted those. scenes that'd be cool yeah uh, where were we A- uh, Andy pointing the gun at the sheriff and one says yes, one says no. What's he going to do? Does he have the balls to do it? He does. He pulls the trigger, but there's no bullets in the gun. God damn it. Don't you just hate that? Damn it. Yeah. Don't you just hate when your life is in danger and your gun doesn't have bullets? That situation. Every time. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Sheriff tells him to get out the van and he takes the keys. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? But I do like that. I do like that he at least shot him. <laughs> he was going to shoot him. I like that. He, was fucking, mm-hmm. he did have the balls. Also, in, in that scene when he has a gun in his mm-hmm. mouth, he was actually making himself throw up. The actor was yeah. <gasps> making himself really throw up every single take. So the, the, the spits and the, the all the stuff coming out of his mouth and the dripping, that was actually real. Yeah. Was he intentionally trying to make himself do that, or did it just happen from forcing the gun into his mouth? No, he was intentionally doing it um, to, wow, cut, to that's help some dedication. amplify the scene. Yeah, 
crazy, man. I really respect that. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's pretty good. I liked him. As if he actually... <laughs> I mean, like... I presume he's in, still... In the beginning, when, like, the, the, the first hitchhiker murder happens and he's, like, fumbling over his words because he's in shock and he's in panic and he's, you know, belligerent and you can't understand what he's saying. I'm like, that's kind of what mm-hmm. would happen in those situations. Like, you would be shaking and so worked up that you couldn't talk. Mm. Like, that character... I don't know. That actor did a really good job of, like, showing mm-hmm. um, panic, I think. Yeah. So... Yeah. Totally agree. He's amazing. And He's amazing. I, I do like when he pulls the trigger and uh, his immediate reaction after that was just like dead eyed, like also shock and everything. I just like this whole scene is very good. Probably the, my favorite yeah. scene in the movie. This whole confrontation, <laughs> the sheriff and Andy. Oddly, it's, it's like the most intense scene I think in the movie. <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Sheriff tells Morgan to get out the van. And he takes the van keys, too. Back to Andy. Andy wakes up, tries getting himself off the hooks. And as he's doing so, he just kind of, he kind of makes Falls back onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He falls back onto it. Which sucks. That's even worse. It's because there's like a a pipe or something from the ceiling, which he's able to grab and pull himself up from. But his arms give out and he just falls right back onto the hook. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's pull-ups are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They uh, are <laughs> Especially um, with the hook in your back, yeah. Hook in your back, yeah. I would be doomed. That's next level. I don't level, have much um, upper arm strength at all. That's some crazy next level exercises. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Morgan and Sheriff's backseat. Sheriff asks where they were headed and he says his Leonard Skinner concert and Sheriff's like oh I like Skinner too that's one thing we have in common <laughs> and he's like what are you gonna do with the tickets now hot shot and he's Morgan's like you can have them and Sheriff is like oh bribery and then he fucking slaps Morgan across the face with a liquor bottle which shatters all over his face which is pretty yeah intense. I would say slammed yeah because it just him. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, I think some teeth get knocked out, Morgan. Oh, yeah. And, he, and Sheriff pulls some teeth out of his mouth. He's like, hey, another thing we have in common. He's crazy. He's a crazy dude. He's a crazy motherfucker. He's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a wild dude, this dude. He He's a little wild. He's a little out there. He's got crazy ideas. He's a little weird. He's <laughs> weird. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Bribe smash oh oh we do get him talking on the radio saying he's got something to bring to the old mill right yeah and yeah and says that um sucks because then it's very very clear that there's a connection with him in the mill yeah back at the van aaron trying to start the van by um what do you call that Hot wiring. Hot, wire. hot wiring in it. Hot wiring it. And she knows how to do it because she went to. Well, she was a troubled youth, I guess, because, you know, that's how she had, explained that. She had older up. brothers when they were trying to break older into brother. the outhouse in the beginning. She was like, How do you know this? And she's like, I had older brothers older who brothers were in Juvie. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Good enough yeah. for me. Exposition. <laughs> it's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you explain it a little bit. Or you don't even have to explain it. I'll give it to you. Movie, that's fine. 
because uh, that's pretty cool. I like hot wiring. Scene. It gives her a little bit of edge, which is yeah. nice, because otherwise she's this very sweet, oh, yeah. soft person. She's not like other girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a Mary Sue, though, because she's got a little bit of edge to her. Edge. Edge. So Aaron starts the van, and do we go back and forth? We go a little back and forth here. Let me see. Uh, Sheriff pulls up at the house, pulls Morgan out the car, and starts stomping on him. Morgan is him. having a bad day. This is a very terrible. All of this no sucks. Yeah. yeah, and he gets the sheriff drags Morgan into the house. So. And yeah, yeah, fucking Aaron hotwires the van. They go forward. Tires fucking fly out because somebody messed with the tires probably or something i don't know and behind them is leatherface who ap- appeared behind them i guess or he's been there the whole time i don't know how long has leatherface been waiting he's got good timing <laughs> was leatherface waiting for them to start the van so you could just i don't know that's funny though he was just waiting his good moment he's just like all right hold on when do i go when do i go when do um, I go? <laughs> gotta make this dramatic yeah he was having stage fright <laughs> So, so they're attacked by Leatherface, and um, Pepper gets got. She gets got. She's dead. She gets got. She gets out the van, and Leatherface chases her and puts the chainsaw to her back, and she gone. She, I knew, I knew it was probably yeah. going to happen, but it still um, sucked because I liked yeah. Pepper. Um, I will say, in this scene, I'm not sure we talked about Daniel Pearl, who's a DP earlier in the movie. I mean, earlier in the, in the podcast in this movie, he comes from like a big '70s background, obviously shooting. The OG, that's his first movie. But like, if you notice in this scene where Leatherface is on top of the van, he sticks his uh, chainsaw through the yes. roof and he's cutting through and he mm. scares the girls, they scatter and then he gets peppered. But if you notice in this scene, there's a lot of zoom in and zoom outs from the lens, which mm. seems it's like a very like throwback to the style of the original Texas Chainsaw, of like yeah, zoom in, yeah. zoom out, zoom in, zoom out as they're panicking. Mm. It's a very 70s style and you can kind of see like them trying to play up that. I like that. So, I mean, if you if you ever watch it again, you'll you'll notice it a little mm-hmm. bit more. I'm sure there were lots of those. Like the one that stood out to me was the up close shot of Jessica Biel's butt when she walks up to the house, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, which yeah, yeah. immediately yeah, transported right. me to the original. Yeah, a little nod. It's yeah, it's a good yeah. shot. Good shot. Um, <laughs> and as Leatherface is cutting up Pepper. He looks back and Aaron looks at him and sees he is wearing Kemper's face, which looks freaky. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. freaky. Just the eyes. It's in the eyes. That's so weird. That's a good that, shot. That is such a cool way to reinvent Leatherface. Mm-hmm. I did like that. I, I am bummed that they didn't have... Leatherface wearing Kemper's face anymore kind of after the scene I I like that they showed it just to kind of have like this jarring mm-hmm. effect of like Aaron seeing this Kemper is-, is gone and this is real yeah. and this is happening but it's so jarring it's so scary and the makeup effects are so good I'm like why didn't they have him wear that face a little bit longer yeah. that's a good point yeah it's just for this one scene I'm like I get it it's like the scare factor it's the separation of like all my friends are dead. Now I have to survive. But like, he should have worn it more. It's kind of scarier than the actual Leatherface face. Yeah. Especially when it's your lover's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's messed up. A little bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. And then we get the, clay, uh, you know, classic chasing through the woods. More of that, that faux dust in the woods. Yes. All that fog in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> that foggy dust. That, yeah, foggy dust in the middle of the night in Texas. <laughs> if, if I saw woods like that, and there's no fog in sight except for these woods. I'm not going into those woods. I don't know. From our discussion earlier, you are the first person to die. So you might be the one running <laughs> into the foggy woods first. I don't know. I'm very torn. I'm very torn. That's that's me as a person. I'm not a spiritual person at all. And on the other hand, I'm very superstitious. <laughs> so I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Classic chase through the woods. Aaron knocks on a RV mobile home here helped by a woman inside and they take her inside and um immediately you know something going down <laughs> you know they're something. too calm yeah everybody's too calm here she's like he's gonna kill us and she says nobody is the woman inside women 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 two yes two of them yeah the women inside are like no he's not nobody's coming through that door he knows better than to be messing around here yeah. poor sweet boy poor sweet boy. didn't you see his face I'm out of there. Skin disease. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they clearly are talking about the same man, which is strange because these women are too calm. They seem to be talking about the same person because they're talking about a guy with a skin disease. So presumably it's Leatherface. Otherwise, yeah, it's a, who the hell are they talking about? Yeah. Weirdos. Weirdos. Out. Which I think like this whole scene was to get this entire buildup of intensity and throw her into like a fever dream of a juxtaposition yeah. of just calm, a safe space, serenity, and then them talking about Leatherface, which they gave him a name in this movie, which is his name is Thomas Hewitt. Thomas. Mm. Yeah. So I think like, them being so calm was to kind of like jar the audience with Aaron also being super jarred by how calm they are. Yeah, it, it's super unsettling because she just escaped, but she's not yeah. safe yet. Crazy. Yeah. She asks for a phone. They say they don't have any. God damn it. They say phones are a hassle, which is like, all right, dude, get <laughs> out of here. They say she should drink some tea. I'm not drinking any of your stuff. I'm not drinking some somebody made for me. Could be poisoned. She gets angry. She's like, I need a phone in a loud voice. And a baby starts crying because she woke up the baby. And then they say she should relax. Aaron walking around. She sees family pictures around the place, which is weird. The place looks weird. Weird, weird, weird. She hears a phone ring. God damn. Are it. any of these photos the same mm-hmm. photos that we saw in the jar? The, the baby, Probably. yeah. Oh, the baby? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just assumed, but I didn't, you know, didn't clock it, but yeah, I just assumed. Also in this scene, there's like a. Happening. There's a larger woman who she's like, oh, my, 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 my. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say that to my dog all the time around the house <laughs> when my dog is doing something that she shouldn't be doing. I'm like, oh, my, 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 my. Oh, my. I might have to start saying that. <laughs> yeah, she hears a phone ring. So they do have a phone. Liars. That's the worst crime of all. Being a liar. Oh, yeah, Aaron gets pissed. She says, you said you didn't have a phone. Liar. You fucking liar. 
That's the worst crime of all, hypocrisy. And at this point, we see Aaron like fighting to like she's acting like how would you describe it? Like, oh, she also she also screams that yeah. the baby doesn't belong to her, and then the woman retorts that it is hers. Yeah, it is hers. Yeah. She screams, "You stole her! You stole her!" What mm. this is like? App. She says, "You stole her." After that, lady with the no eyebrows forces tea down her her throat. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much oh, yeah. forces forces, it. forces the tea. Then she hears the the phone ring, and then she starts getting a little delusional because she is poison. Which I don't know if poison works that fast, but or like sleeping something. I don't know what you would give somebody to. Yeah, and you as soon as she pressed that tea up to her face, that's not just tea. <laughs> this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, so in her drink. Um. She's trying to fight it, but she passes out. She got. She got got. She got got. Something slipped in her drink. They slipped somewhere in her drink. Some old sleepy time tea. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That stuff is too effective. (laughs) So now she's passed out. And yeah. That's it. That's the movie. No, it's kidding. Uh, Sheriff wakes her up, pouring, I assume, beer in her face, which is mm-hmm. a way to wake up. Yeah, it's one way to do it. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, it's not a bad way to wake up, I'll say. But... <laughs> it's not the worst way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like beer, so. <laughs> we see all the family there. The woman from, the lady from the store the gas trailer? station from the, st- oh. the the storefront the gas station yeah gas station yeah monty guy in a wheelchair sheriff and leatherface that's it right that's all of them yeah and and jedediah is outside Jedediah's the window outside, and he's looking through the window and he's concerned about what's going on oh yeah. jedediah makes my heart hurt yeah also the same kid from the ring but yeah whoa whoa that blew my mind. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. But this is so this is so heart wrenching because he's he, he wants to be inside and the lady's yelling at him that he has to stay out with the dogs until he can learn to follow the rules. So it just confirms what we already suspected that mm-hmm. he's this little neglected child. Also, like his in- his innocence shines through as a character to like not know what yeah. is good or bad, and he's like, "What'd you do to the body?" And like, yeah, yeah, it just shows that he's super anti what the family's up to. <sighs> he's just a child. <laughs> <laughs> they call Thomas, Thomas, which is Leatherface. Oh yeah, Tom- <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I was Let's I was sitting second. here thinking Thomas. Thomas, Thomas. Thomas Hewitt. Uh, Tom comes up, grabs um Big Tom. Yeah, he, should, he grabs up Aaron, and he just throws her down the stairs <laughs> where the downstairs basement layer HQ headquarters place he is at. Which is where <laughs> the hair comes mean. from. Hey, that's where the hair comes from, yeah. Which is pretty mean. Mm. That's pretty rude. This is the one time he... Uh, one time he acts like um, he wouldn't do that with normal meat. So that's the one time he just did it for no reason, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do, do you think like the writers were like, "Oh, let's get a pregnant woman and throw her down the stairs"? Pretty uh, much, yeah. Yeah, that does make it more brutal. Yeah. 
I love the little glimpses we see of the inside, like all of the different body parts in different stages of decay and different like cutting implements. Like these little details really build up the scene. It was just like almost like scraps in like a butcher shop, just kind of placed yeah. around this entire workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it must stink. Yeah, I don't know what that water in there must be rank because it's Ew. all water in there. <laughs> well, it's like dripping from pipes, so it's probably just like poop yeah. water just dripping. Ew. Mm. I just turned into a little kid when you said poop water. <laughs> Ew. It's caca water. Ew. Ew. Bacala. Gross, gross. So yeah, she gets thrown in there. Thrown up in there. She sees Andy. Strung and up. He's playing hot cross buns he's, with his toes on that piano. He's all <laughs> symbolized up all up in there. That would be crazy. <laughs> Oh <laughs> if he was just like keeping himself entertained by playing on the piano with his feet yeah sonnet lumiere on his feet like <laughs> but yeah um, she hears a piano and that's where it triggers her to walk over yeah he, she tries to help him lift up his body up but what are you gonna do you know it's hard it's the angle it of the sucks. hook you know, it's tough. A body weighs a lot. You know, it's crazy. And it's, uh, I feel like she would have gotten more leverage if she climbed on the very top of the piano and pulled him up that way. She could have yeah. absolutely pulled that piano or, like, climbed up and helped, you know, pull him off that hook. But Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure there were other things this? she could have pulled up to climb up. Was his arms tied up too to the pole? No, he was just he was just chilling, just hangman. He was hanging, all symbolized up like a crucifix, which had to be intentional. But Jesus Christ, it just sucked. But what really happens is she keeps trying to lift him Mm. up, and just he just falls back onto the meat hook. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm done. This is it for me. I'm done. This is where my story ends. That's it." I'm dead. You're going to have to kill me. And she does. <laughs> she gets a knife and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, he, he wouldn't die this quick, by the way. You know, he stabs him. She stabs him in the stomach, bro. Yes, Which is like the worst, worst exactly. the worst place. You yeah. <laughs> at least get up there and like slit his throat or I did, something. I didn't notice where she stabbed him. Yeah. So, I'm amused to hear you guys like retort at the same time. <laughs> that's like that's not that's not an immediate death stabbing in the stomach. That's just like the most no. painful spot mm. to go into. Yeah. And then on top of that, mm. she's just like getting showered in blood, and like the filmmakers were like, "It's gonna look cool," but there's like yeah. technically mm. he wouldn't bleed out this much on her face through yeah. his stomach. It's a very silly scene. Mm. <laughs> I like this is the one. This is the one scene. This is pretty <laughs> So that's Aaron's first kill. Not far oh, yeah. behind yeah. the priest. Yeah, she's a murderer. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Not so nice now. Huh? I was like, who's, I, I sent everybody a Discord message. I was like, who's the killer in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> As of now, you said Leatherface has two kills or three? Two, right? Cause two, yeah. Two? Well, he's got Is Pepper. One? He's got Pepper. 
and Kemper. And that's a uh, and Kemp <laughs> rhymes Pepper and Kemper. <laughs> um, yeah, two. Okay, Aaron has one. All right, let's we'll take track track it as we go. Which Kemper is actually named after Ed Edward Kemper, the murderer in the sixties seventies. Oh. Just fun fact. True. Hmm. Wow. So she she stabs him in the stomach and he dies yeah. within three seconds. Andy, yeah, Andy dies. <laughs> yeah. Which wouldn't happen, but you know, whatever. We'll take we'll go with it. Aaron walks up to Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a Finds tub. Finds him in a yeah. tub. Yeah. With doo doo water. <laughs> I am <imagine. laughs> Which probably smells. Also, in this scene, he's like sitting in front of like a fire furnace. Like it's like a little fireplace. So like, mm-hmm. what is that scenario? Like he's just chilling in a tub in front of a fireplace. Yeah. yeah what was what was happening? It just he seems a little too romantic. Marinating him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But the only things I really noticed is that his face seems to be completely swollen. Yeah. Like he, he can't even, he doesn't even perceive her until she walks up and touches him. Yeah. And he has a hole, not a hole, like a wound on his back. Yeah. Which seems to indicate that he had been hanging on a meat hook before. Ouch. I was wondering what what was Leatherface's process here because he's had Andy hanging up this whole time right? and presumably hooked Morgan, took him down and marinated him in this tub. And what what's next? It's an all it day process, I imagine. What's up? He's probably like, oh, you're some like New York meat. You you're a different <laughs> oh, type yeah, of meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna soak you like it's uh... <laughs> New York strip. Yeah, <laughs> yes, different different preparations. And you're like pastrami meat. I gotta soak you. It's like in Thanksgiving, you have to start in the morning. So yeah, I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's an all day process. He's just wow. slaving away all day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how it is. Cooking up <laughs> people, I guess. I don't know. So the first, the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre was described as a movie about meat. And you can definitely like see this continuing with this film. It yeah. just... It's more blatantly about human meat this time, I think. Yeah, yeah. The little kid comes up and tells him, Hey. Jedediah. Jedediah, come over here, peoples, if you come with me, if you want to live. I love him. He's a little hero. And they go with them. And fucking Leatherface comes up by. (laughs) He's never far behind Leatherface as he comes down the stairs. And then they're running through a, a little corridor or where this is a weird layout of the house. I need some blueprints now. How's this house laid out? <laughs> it's very much like Evil Dead 2, where yeah. it's just like ashes running through like the back parts of the set where you can see all the flats and like all like the the yeah. wood the wood stuff. It's just like there's there's no layout, it's just like a yeah. maze. <laughs> exactly. I was yeah, I was gonna say a maze, yeah. So they get chased, they get chased, they get chased, and then they um come up through a what's this called that's on the ground opening oh a on cellar cellar yes i don't have one so i forget what they're called <laughs> i don't either but yeah <laughs> uh, whatever y'all are rich you know no, it's gonna be <laughs> cellar people i don't have a cellar <laughs> all right well <laughs> nah, i mean either because we're poor that's what i mean no, it's gonna be <laughs> i don't have one either so. yeah because we're poor that's what i mean 
Uh, no, it's, it's kidding. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. Yeah, so I come up through the cellar. Aaron fucking shuts it, but <laughs> he has a chainsaw, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he just cuts yeah. through it, dude. And we get a good shot of the house. It's a big-ass house, to be fair. It's a pretty big house. It's huge. It's pretty huge. Mansion. Mansion house. That's pretty cool. Wonder how much it cost in the seventies in Texas. I also love uh, that, like this house. Whenever they show outside shots of it at nighttime, it's just like glowing. Like there's like a light behind it, just blasting through all the windows. Yeah, and it's just like, where the fuck is this light coming from? <laughs> like, what <laughs> is this? <laughs> it's directly behind. It's very it. ethereal. Yeah, we got another you're, chase. <laughs> you're almost there, buddy. Yeah. You're almost there. Uh, I know. This is a lot of chase scenes. Even in the original, it's like that. It's like a lot of time chasing. A lot chasing. of running. Gosh. Lot of running. And we're running. Running, running, running. Chase, yeah, chase, Yeah, he, he is. He's got good cardio, Leatherface. Good cardio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Andrew Bernarski, who played Leatherface, you know, he's doing all the running in like this like costume and makeup and carrying like a fake mm. heavy chainsaw that actually operates but without the chain. And now that you bring it up, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, you're right. He is running so much, especially like in all this like makeup and masks and yeah, he can't breathe. So that's what makes it even more impressive. So Andrew Bernarski, like I've met him in person. He's a, he's a big dude. He's a huge dude. Yeah. And for this movie, Dang. for this movie, he like, for his preparation, all he did was eat brisket and white bread just so he can like bulk up and just to get like back. super, super thick. <laughs> And Damn. so, like, to think that, like, oh, my God, that guy has nothing but, like, brisket and white bread in him. And he's, like, running <laughs> laps through all this, like, tech- <laughs> he's running laps in this Texas fog with a chainsaw. Like, he's got wow. the meat sweats. He's, like, he's got the meat sweats. Ew. Ouch. Oh, yeah. yeah, this says he's 6'5". Yeah, That's he's huge. Big. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty big. Yeah. Jeez. He could totally beat me up. So, respect. Probably. No question. <laughs> <laughs> so, he got chased to a little shack house here and they close the door with but again it's made out of wood and this guy has a chainsaw <laughs> so kind of just chainsaws chainsaws his way in just cuts through yeah. aaron has to keep dragging morgan with her because morgan is out of it bro and the little kid i mean oh, aaron's pretty strong yeah. to be able to carry the weight of morgan so yeah. well is the uh, jedediah with them at this point or is he is he hiding no no, somewhere else. because Leatherface yeah. like shoved him aside. He didn't. Oh, that's right. He didn't. He didn't kill Jedediah. He just like shoved him because he's family. Yeah, it's his nephew, right? It's his nephew. But in the original script, Leatherface actually chainsaws through Jedediah. <laughs> no, but no, that that was the consensus of making the movie was oh. like that's a little too far and a little too violent that we feel like it's gonna have a. Ver- it's like you know, like when you kill a dog in a movie, like your yeah. your, your audience is oh gonna it's gonna backlash. So like killing a an innocent I, child is probably gonna backlash. Yeah. So they they eighty six Jesus that's part of the script and said we're not gonna have Leatherface chainsaw through Jedediah. We'll just have him push him aside. Damn. Just the thought of that wrecked me. Yeah. Good stuff. Wow. (laughs) So yes, Jedediah is alive, but not with him. Yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) It's a pretty crazy way of saying (laughs) (laughs) he's fine. He's just not with us. 
<laughs> oh, what happened here? God damn it. They get into the house out. and it's like the this dilapidated house. house and then yeah. she knows that that he's coming, he's so coming. she hides Morgan and then she hides right. in a okay. closet. Mm. Yeah, I just had Aaron hides from him, but I, I don't have what I, yeah, he she hides Morgan first and then she hides herself, yeah. Yeah, I I've never seen this movie. I'm just trying to go off memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're good, you're good. <laughs> So yeah, he's all up in there. Aaron has rats on her legs, which you know can be not fun. I feel like that's such like a cop out though in like movies where it's like mm. I'm hiding from the killer, and all of a sudden there's gonna be like spiders yeah. or like rats that are yeah. gonna give away yeah. where my hiding place is. I'm like, come on! Like if a I'm killer, even... <laughs> if a killer has you locked in a closet, if I saw a rat, I would not give two shits about yeah. it I'm like my yeah my, i wouldn't either my breath is silent i don't like all the rats can crawl on me i don't care exactly yeah. i think rats are cute anyway yeah these were cute rats not the new york rats but these ones are texas rats <laughs> so they're <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> these are actor rats <laughs> yeah very professional i scared of rats but it's always that thing of like squirrels are just rats with furry tails it's crazy there. but people yeah. like squirrels and rats get like people scared of him but yeah it is what it is anyway leatherface is there mr thomas I hewitt. His name. mr thomas tommy hewitt little tommy hewitt with his chainsaw toy sounds like a clothesline <laughs> tommy I'm hewitt tommy hewitt <laughs> like tommy hewitt figure the aaron looking outside sees the leatherface isn't there where'd he go he teleported <laughs> he teleported behind her Oh, is this yeah, again? yeah. He he appears from behind the wall or the, the, wall? the wall behind her. He presents and bursts his arm through and barges his arm through. That's pretty crazy. His arms, yeah, but I guess all of this stuff is made out of weak ass wood. I guess or he's a pretty strong dude anyway. So I know how to imagine. <laughs> and it's a dilapidated house. True, like true, it could true. just be like rotting or something. Who knows? He grabbed at her from behind, threw her on the ground. And is about to uh, chainsaw her right through her back. But Morgan stops him. He's able to stand now. Maybe maybe he got drugged or something. I was just kind of interested that he, <laughs> he yeah. was like being dragged everywhere by Aaron. Aaron was supporting his weight so much. But now he can, so he can fight? stand well enough. He must have the courage. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Adrenaline. You know what I mean? Now that it's, I guess, right in front of him, I guess, you know, he can do something at least. Well, I just appreciate him, like, fighting for Aaron now. Yeah, they try to gang up on him, but that doesn't work. Big dude. And he shoves, uh, oh, he, Thomason, Mr. Thomas, Timothy. (laughs) Little Timothy. Yeah. He shoves Aaron to the side and hangs up, um... What's his name? Morgan on a Morgan, yeah. chandelier or a little light yeah, that, thing. That hole that was in the back of his mm-hmm. back. Well, thing, was a, couple, a couple of things here. So yeah. this house mm-hmm. that's dilapidated, yes. it's, it's really yes. weak. He's able to punch yes. through walls and all the stuff, but yeah. he's able to hang a full body on a chandelier and that yes. chandelier doesn't yeah. fall. Uh-huh. It's got good bones. Yeah. That's the problem here. Yeah. This, this was, that, that took me out of the movie. No, I'm kidding. But also when you said like he finally got the balls to mm-hmm. attack Leatherface, Thomas Hewitt, in this scene when he hangs him up on the chandelier, Leatherface gets his 
chainsaw and in the uncut or unreleased version he actually goes through his groin area with the chainsaw yeah going upwards but in like the the public theatrical version they don't show it so just as morgan reclaims his balls he loses them yeah typical new yorker yeah (laughs) don't just hate it by the way if you're from new york we love you yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I I love New York. I'm just giving. <laughs> I live in I live in L.A. So there's like this like rivalry. unspoken just like LA, rivalry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it's it's very silly. We find it very silly. New York is very serious <laughs> about it for some reason. So it's funny. Yeah. So anyway. he cuts him in half by his balls, and Aaron yeah. bails. Aaron runs away like a coward. More running. I love, uh, I love, I love, I love, I love how she leaps out the front door, like. I instantly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I instantly thought of I can't remember her name, but the the woman who was kind of the final girl. She was the final girl in the original. The way she jumps Sally? out of a window, Sally. That sounds right. Sally. Yeah, was it I Sally? Can, yeah, because I can hear that one guy screaming her name over and over Franklin. again. Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. Franklin oh would say Sally. Oh God. Oh God. Anyway, I wonder if that was an homage <laughs> to that scene. Probably. Anyway, so he runs into the road, and then Mr. Timothy gets caught in barbed wire and cuts himself in the leg <laughs> like an idiot. Leatherface, you dummy. Oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he trips and accidentally cuts his own leg. Yeah. Homage to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cool. will say that's a very smart way of cutting his leg to pay homage to the OG, because like, have you guys ever tried to climb through barbed wire fencing before? It's, yeah. Yeah. it's yes. really fucking difficult and it's scary yeah and so like it is it's an easy like accidental get caught trip it's better to cut just into this, to like, jump over it <laughs> like a gazelle yeah, yeah. or like superman <laughs> but also this is the first time i think we hear him cry out in pain mm-hmm. which is slightly humanizing it's like a gasp yeah. leatherface says ouch <laughs> aaron stops the car and the car leaves so Car's like fuck this. I'm yeah, out of here. That guy's smart. He's smart like, dude. Yeah, I know who lives over there. Smart yeah, man. I'm not stopping. Get out. Mm. Of, I'm gonna get out of here. And she runs to a building, which is the meat factory. Meat factory. Wow, a little on the nose there, but okay. I like it. Yeah, they, that's fine. I feel like they had to introduce yeah. a meat factory some way or other. Yeah. I mean, the meat factory is clearly just playing towards the original Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like a commentary of like consumerism and lower class being. I'll let you continue. I'm not even going to dive into that. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I like that, though. Like, I like that they paid homage by using a meat factory. Yeah. In this, even if it's just like to set a scene. I think it was pretty fun. This next part here is pretty fun, actually. I like that. She goes into, a, she runs into a freezer, a meat freezer, and it's like hide and seek in there, <laughs> where the meat is swinging. The carcasses, yeah. yeah. And then like Leatherface is like looking around, like, "Huh, where's she at? <laughs> you were there." It's yeah. your where'd she go? The old classic cat and mouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. cat and mouse. Yeah, and she hides like. In between, uh, a the, big like room. in the cavity yeah. of a carcasses of ribs carcasses. and stuff, yeah, 
Yeah. Those freezers are freezing, bro. That's crazy. But also, like, who, who like that, <laughs> that, crazy. that meat yeah. factory is, like, not operating. Like, how is all that meat in there if it's, like, an abandoned town? Yeah. 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 What the hell? We should write to them and yeah. have them reshoot what it. What the heck? Yeah. Strongly worded email. Yeah. <laughs> was it not running? I mean, clearly it was. I don't know. <laughs> <Because Like who? laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It seems like such a remote area. That it's hard to imagine being able to employ that many people. Well, the family like made up the entire town. Like there's not a single soul in this entire Nobody town knows. except for them. <laughs> but then they have this giant yeah. like factory. Yeah. Could be this yeah. maybe. I don't know. It's crazy. But there's no way. Why not? Yeah, so Leatherface finds her and swings at her misses like a dummy. A swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And she runs. Leatherface, he opens like a little valve and all the water comes out for some reason. Oh, like for the the sprinkler Sprinkler system? system, Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think we described what Aaron's wearing, but she has a white tank top on and low rise jeans. So, yeah. That's why. Hey, it's a product of its time. Let it happen. <laughs> it was the it's fashion. not acceptable now, but for that time, for the 2000s, early 2000s, specific. let it be, man. Mm. <laughs> hey, that fashion's coming back too, so maybe you'll nice. see more of that in the movies. Nice. Yeah. As a, as like a 13-year-old, 12-year-old seeing this movie, I was just like, I love this scene. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you said that, you are correct, because back then – that's how my wife used to dress. She'd wear tank tops and low-rise jeans like that. Yeah, like House of um, Wax, any yeah. other horror movie during that time, which is a white tank top and like low-rise jeans is such like a, a look. It is, Iconic. Yeah. So, yeah. But they they give the old runaround. Mm-hmm. The old runaround <laughs> oh <my> shtick. <laughs> so, yeah, they're running. See a pig. Many. Yeah, what the heck? What the heck? Describing live pigs. Water stops. Leatherface trying to find her. She's in a locker and he's looking for her. He's looking. Looking through the lockers. She's all, you know, scared. His hair looks crazy. Well, she kind of baited him back to her because he walked past her. And she was like, "Oh hey. yeah, she grabbed a, hey. she grabbed a butcher's knife yeah. as well before she hid." Yeah, I don't know how she set this plan up so quickly, but you know, I think ad- adrenaline in that moment, you're just like, I gotta figure out some like way to like disable this man <laughs> by like getting a butcher's knife, hiding, mm-hmm. drawing him in. Now I am the cat and he's the mouse. If I can't get Damn. away, then I gotta fight him. So so Aaron Aaron lures this creepy guy with a butcher knife and banging on the locker door saying, I'm over here to lure him into a certain section of this yes. hallway of lockers. Yes. And then he opens up a locker thinking she's in there, but it's a pig in there, a little cute pig in there. Gotcha. She's behind him. Dummy. She presents herself uh, uh, from the locker. And the old switcheroo. You know, switcheroo, that's what they call it. <sighs> and start stabbing at him. And stabbing at him. Man. And chopping at him. So badass, really. She does damage, bro. She does. She so severs she, his she, arm. Yeah. She cuts, yeah, she cuts off. Severs the arm. whole so arm off. She has one kill and one arm. 
Yeah. Sketchy. Dude, that girl yeah. has a lot of muscle. Like, you know how long, like, <laughs> Shit, yeah. not that I would know, bone? but yeah, like how to like chop through an arm. Yeah. Like that's probably a lot of force. Yeah. I guess if adrenaline is running through you to that degree, maybe. Like you can like I flip cars that. in that situation. You're like, I have all the muscle in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that- I've never chopped a man's arm off before, but yet. I'll just, I'll, <laughs> yet, yeah. we'll see. I hope he don't, but I hope he don't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. And that was his chainsaw <laughs> arm too. Damn it. Chainsaw holding arm. Oh. Was it? Was it his right, right arm? Right arm. He's right-handed. Because yeah, he had yes. trouble picking it up with his left. He kept spinning. He's right-handed. Mm. But Camper and Morgan, they're actually left-handed in the movie. Just fun fact. Oh well. Oh. Evil. You do love this movie. That's a very again. I've very specific. I've detail. never seen this movie in my entire life. I'm just yeah. exploring <laughs> it as much as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Leatherface is sad. Sad boy, little boy, little Timmy. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Sad boy. Timmy. He's slumped on the floor. Slumped on the floor. He, I don't know if he does anything to his severed arm, but that would be a good opportunity Chainsaw. to do the same maneuver that he did before. What's up? Like salting his stump and then oh, no. wrapping it up with butcher paper. No, that's for food. I wish we had seen that. <laughs> that's for food, though. <laughs> That's just for food. Yeah, it's for food. Fair. It's not food. That's fair. <laughs> I just have a stump. <laughs> you wouldn't eat your own arm. Yeah. You're going to marinate your... <laughs> I mean, he's no, a muscle, so maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, maybe he doesn't have That to... would have been kind of cool to see, like, him keeping the arm to yeah. eat. Like, he, like, oh doesn't... Oh, my God, this oh, is no. so gross. He doesn't have, like, the, the brain cells to understand this, so he, like, brings home his arm. He's like, yo, look, finger food. Yeah, oh here's God. some extra <laughs> finger food. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah, so, an armful of finger food. Yeah. So Aaron, uh, so silly, runs out into the rain. Just runs into the road and stops a truck, kind of like the original. Yeah. Truck driver comes up. He's like, "Are you okay?" And she's not okay. By the way, this truck um, driver is was originally supposed to be played by Gunnar Hansen. But he declined it. Who is Gunner? He played the original Leatherface in the first one. Oh. That would cool. yeah. cool. have been cool. Why did he decline it? Uh, oh, he's from Iceland. Gunner? He's probably Sorry. busy. He's probably <laughs> yeah. busy doing Iceland stuff then. Wow. Yeah, he was supposed to play the, the, the truck driver, but I think he turned it down. So He looks so nice and friendly, like... Mm-hmm. As a person and not Leatherface. He is. Looking at photos and if you him. haven't, you should read Chainsaw Confessionals if anyone's a reader here. And it's a whole entire yeah. book of how Texas Chainsaw Massacre was made from his perspective. I don't know. I don't know you guys. <laughs> how dare you? But right. if you are into like yeah, autobiography that interesting. stuff. Yeah. That's a pretty cool I'm putting title. putting it on my wish list right book. now. Chainsaw Confessionals. That's pretty, that's pretty sick. All right. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Um, Where was I? Oh, I was going to say, I just looked over at my huge pile of books over there and um, (laughs) (laughs) my massive pile of books over there. And I just remember the last book I bought. The last book I read was The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac because I'm getting ready. Anyway. Of course. 
let's get this going <laughs> once they invade <laughs> i'm getting ready miguel loves aliens yeah uh-huh and i'll and be a- ready once they come and aliens will love you buddy yeah and i'll be ready oh, yeah once they come all right any miguel uh, will present himself <laughs> it's a double entendre uh yeah, so, so she's in the truck with the truck driver, and the truck driver's driving the way they're coming from. She says, no, I don't want to go back there, just like the woman from the uh-huh. beginning. Uh-huh. There we go. Wrong way, wrong way. I don't want to go back there, just like the woman from the, the beginning. The old wraparound. Yeah, wraparound, yeah, foreshadowing. That's what they call it, I think, Yep. from before. She's like, I can't go back there. Uh, she takes the wheel. She's a crazy woman. She's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what her problem is. What's your problem, lady? You're hysterical. Um, they stop at the police station. Is it the police oh, station? Oh, and I like no, I like that it was, she sees. No, it was the the the, the, the girl. It was a truck shop. It was like the the, had the, the store. Yeah. Cop, um, yeah. And I like that she yeah. she sees the barbecue sign, and that's when she really panics. And that's another little yeah, callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what triggers the, the original the trucker to be like, "Oh my god, lady, you're fucked up!" Like because she sees the the truck stop or the gas station. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. She panics just like the. And he's like, "What's wrong with you? Everybody loves barbecue." <laughs> That's not what he oh, says. Yeah. Truck driver gets out. Aaron gets out. Start running in the rain. And what happens next? She jumps out of the truck. She goes and hides behind as a trucker alarms them that there's a crazy mm-hmm. woman outside in the rain. And as she's watching, she's watching the family feed mm-hmm. the baby that they stole previously in part of the movie. As they run outside. She jumps in, steals a baby, and that's crazy. Yeah. And Arlie Ermy goes out, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck this bitch up." And he's like mm-hmm. walking up to the truck, and the audience thinks that she's inside the truck. Mm-hmm. And as he's creeping yeah. up, they're misguided, and she's hot wiring. So it's re- reminiscing back to her mm-hmm. being these crazy, like she's a saint, but also she has a wild side, and she's hot wiring the car. Hot wiring and yeah. the tension builds up, builds Wild up, builds card. up. Wild card. And it builds up, builds up, builds up. And and the sheriff is going up to the door and he opens the door and she's not there. Mm-hmm. And she took the sheriff's car. And she hits him and she says, fuck you, motherfucker. And hits him, runs him over. <laughs> and she backs over him multiple times as he shoots at her. She goes over him three times. Three times. And she says, yeah. fuck you. Yes. Yeah. And then she drives she off. She also says, asshole. And as she drives off. You reveal over, you hear like a baby cooing, and you see that she took back the baby that they stole from the original hitchhiker in the intro. But then, as she drives off, Leatherface scrapes the side of the car with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And then, as she she's too far gone for him, he thrashes around, mm-hmm. reminiscent of the yes. original, when he's thrashing around in the road by himself, and glares. We see him glaring as yeah. he looks on, as Aaron just fully drives off now and then we get back to some crime scene footage oh yeah yeah it's like a continuation of the earlier crime yeah, scene yeah. footage back to the police uh walk through and they're walking they're walking they get attacked by thomas hewitt the only known image of thomas hewitt aka leatherface, leatherface. And the case today still remains open. And it has a still of his face, and it's it's pretty freaky looking. It's all in black and white and grainy, which adds to the creepiness of it. Yeah. Now, what I will say about this movie, back in 2003 when it was released, 
in 2001 slash two, I was like 11, 12. I remember in the theater, and this is before Platinum Dunes, who produced the movie, which is Michael Bay's company, they released a trailer. And the trailer was nothing but a pitch black screen. And Aaron, or like, you know, it wasn't the characters actually in the movie, but it was just like a woman walking through a house. You can hear it, black screen, nothing was going on. And she starts screaming and running and you hear a chainsaw just and like running after her an attacker. And then it cuts and it just says, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. And so that was the trailer before the movie was even made. And that came out way back before the movie was made as a presentation to get funding for the movie to be made. Oh, that's cool. So that's, they, yeah. they literally had no advertisement but a black screen and just sound design. And they got funding from that. I love that. Even with you mimicking the sound just gave me chills because it's so iconic. (laughs) Like I can see, I can see how that would draw people in. So with that said, yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can, I can hear Miguel's tone on the movie. I'm not sure about (laughs) Aaron or Lindsay. I feel like the consensus is very general of like how I think everyone feels, which is very like, uh, this movie, uh. but I'm also curious to know on what scale do you guys rate it at and why? Mm. So, so I love that you're asking this because this is exactly the part of the recording in which we would rate this film. Mm. Yes. So I'm just going to summarize this next part real quick, what we're doing. Oh, uh, this sorry. is the part of the recording where, oh no, no, I love it. I didn't it. mean that to jump the gun, segue. sorry. No, no, you are you're on the same wavelength with us. <laughs> so this is where listeners may have skipped ahead to get our ratings so that they can decide whether or not they want to watch the film or not before they listen to our full episode. Or maybe they've gotten here after listening from the beginning. Either way, thank you listeners for tuning in. And we're ready to get into our ratings. And I think we should save the best for last with Ryan. So... Who wants to go first with their rating? I'll go. Go for me, it. Me, 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 me. I think I'm a shock, Ryan, because I do I do like this movie, and I did like it when it came out, and I saw it at the theaters. I like the fact that you don't have a bunch of obnoxious kids that deserve to die. It's like it's like mm. to this movie you can see like Kemper was was going to propose and. Morgan helped Aaron escape and Andy helped fight off Leatherface so Aaron could get away. The only one who was kind of selfish was Pepper. She just ran off at the first sign of trouble. And I I do like that it's a little different that way. And I like how the film was actually shot. I like the darkness of it. I like the cutaway scenes they had at the beginning when they're in the van talking to each other. And I'll keep this short and sweet. I, I recommend it. And I'm going to give it eight and a half self-inflicted chainsaw wounds out of ten. Wow. Nice. Nice. That's a good rating. And for Ryan, we, we rate these blank out of ten. And we always each choose something from the film. So chainsaw inflicted wounds. Yeah. Or, or whatever you want, really. Like we each pick a different thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, Miguel, do you 
Oh. Want to go first, or do you want, or go next, or do you want me to? I mean, I can go. It'd be pretty similar, it. yeah. So this is a re- this is like a reboot remake, right? Like this isn't like a continuation of the original, right? Like, this is his own timeline. I'm assuming, right? It's a so, reimagining. Yeah, I was about to say that. Re-imagining. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's what. It, yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh it's the it's the movie yeah i don't know it's weird it's good it's fine it's good it's fine it's good it's fine it's fine it's good it's good it's fine it's fine it's good it's fine it's fine it's better than i remember it i did watch it way before and i thought it was gonna be worse but it's not it's good yeah i agree with that there's not even like even the violence i thought it was I thought the violence was going to be way more gory and everything, but it wasn't. It's actually like, okay. You know what the thing that made me cringe the most was? Like, in terms of, like, bodily harm happening to the characters, mm. the nails Ooh. part. Yeah. The nail. On the wall. Yeah. That, that, was worse than, yeah. <laughs> that was worse than cutting off anything from anybody. It was like, bro, ouch. Uh, yeah, it's good acting, actually. It's fine ending same i will say it's kind of very samey <laughs> as the original and some like in just the yeah it's pretty much what it is and i'll give it a seven out of ten i like it what's fine seven out of ten splink sprinklers spring fuck sprinklers <laughs> slash white shirts there you go that's pretty there good sprinklers and tank tops Sprinklers and tank tops, yeah. Or white shirts, white shirts. in general. It's Presenting fine. themselves. Presenting them. <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie. It's fine. It's good. Alan is not going to offend anyone if you show it to them, I guess. It's like, it's all right. It's good. But, you know, it's, it is pretty samey as the original. It's like, all right. It does a lot of the same stuff, I would say. All right, I'm done. Okay. I will, I will go into mine now. To be very honest... I did miss the overall tension and anxiety I felt throughout the original film. I just distinctly remember in that one how my whole body felt so tense from beginning to end. I liked these characters a lot. The acting was very intense. Everybody was so good. I did miss the original characters still. There was something about them that felt more realistic in a way, maybe because they didn't fulfill the same kind of tropes. I'm not sure what it is. Um, But most of all, most of all, I missed the mystery that the original had. This is just based on my own opinion and my sort of preferences when it comes to movies. But I really liked the weird intrigue and mystique that we had with the family in the original story. There was a, a lot of like unspoken unknown about them that I really liked. But I did like that they nodded to the original with the sound effects and the aesthetics, that same like gritty sepia tone that Ryan was talking about before. And there were even some of the same like shots paying homage, which was appreciated. But it had some of its own innovative stuff, like that beautiful scene with the hitchhiker suicide, the way that it followed like through the hole in her head. That was really cool. But I think if a remake is going to sort of reimagine a film that's already established itself very well, then it should 
do what the OG did but better. And I know it's subjective, but as far as personal taste goes, I, I between the two, I do prefer the original. Not to say that I didn't enjoy this one uh, for the reasons I described, which is why I give it seven out of ten disfigured faces, but not in a sexy Phantom of the Opera way. <laughs> okay, so is it, yeah. is it my turn now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your turn now. Okay. So this film is a reimagining, correct? So with that said, I grew up during this time when this movie was in the movie theater. And so I hate to say this, and it's the most controversial opinion I have, is I like this more than the original. But it's not to say I don't like the original, it's mm-hmm. to say that, like, I grew up whenever I was 12 years old going to the cinema, to the theaters, and seeing th- this was my this is my movie experience. This is me learning horror culture. And then I learned about mm. what the original was. And so when I watched the original, I understand why people like it. It's a snuff film. Mm-hmm. People looked at it as a snuff film because it looked like it was real. It was like documentary style. It was so low budget. I get why there's an appeal to it. So I don't want to disregard that. But I will say, as a person who grew up during this era, this was my introduction to horror. So I have a little bit more of like an emotional, different attachment to this movie on a genre level compared to like, oh, I'm going to go do my homework now and find out, oh, this is based off of something else. But the original is fantastic and beautiful. It just felt like it was a snuff film and that was like its thing. Like that's why people were like, oh, this is so jarring because it felt like it was real and yeah like i understand that i think it's totally fair for you to say that because there's been many times when we've watched a movie that came out when aaron was a youth and he often says the same thing about how younger people might not appreciate it as much but when he was young and watching such and such in theaters for the first time, it affected him differently because it was closer to like hit the time of his upbringing. Right. And this is like my, I totally understand my gateway to horror at the time. Mm -hmm. I I was like 12 when this came out. And so like, think about like, you know, 13 ghosts house on the haunted hill from 99, you know, these are movies that were made back in like the fifties and like even like forties they're all like House on Haunted Hill with, you know, in the fifties was not awful. It was great. But like 13 ghosts back then was awful. But like the versions mm-hmm. that I saw were amazing. And so like, yeah, I'm going to have like an attachment to like 2000s horror moving forward being like, this is my introduction to like how movies are made. And then you do your research and like, Oh yeah, there's a whole cult and I'm wrong for liking these things that introduced me to horror. So I like to push back on that and say, like, I like this movie more than the OG. I understand where the OG came from. I love the roots of it as a filmmaker, especially. But this is a movie that, like, scared me as a kid, legitimately scared me. And I watched the OG mm-hmm. and didn't scare me. I understood it was an independent snuff-looking film. I appreciate that. Didn't scare me. This film actually scared me as a kid. With that said, I also love that all the hands that made the original – from Texas Chainsaw, the first one, from like Toby Hooper, Daniel Pearl, even like the narrator and other people like were involved. They all came together mm-hmm. and reproduced this new one. So to me, I'm like, at least like the pillars had their hands in this. 
Same thing with the Evil Right, like it Same thing with Evil Dead. It had their blessing. Yeah. Robert yeah. Hackert, Sam Raimi, they did the same thing with the 2013 Evil Dead. As long as they have their hands in it and they give their blessing, then it's approved. To me, I love that. I think it's great. I think the the movie is flawed in so many different ways, but it's very nostalgic to me. And I think it's like a mindless, like good Halloween. Put on the background. It's gory. It's ridiculous. It has like a very like 2000s music video, high contrast look. It's fun. It has no value to it other than it's just chaos and fun. I will give it eight meat factory pigs out of 10. Nice. Hey, our scores were all pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. Pretty close. And nice. I just wanted to say, like, another thing is, is that each person has different things that appeal to them. There's different things that scare each person. And we have found that through almost all of the movies that we watch, there's definitely a way that Aaron leans and Miguel leans and I lean. Like, there's different things that appeal to us. Oh. That's part of what's fun about discussing this kind of stuff is seeing where our interests align and where they differ. <laughs> I hope I didn't come off that like as like an attack. I was just like, oh, I'm just no, talking. About no, 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 <laughs> not at all. I I wanted to defend yeah, you because yeah, yeah. I was like, who's who's dissing your one of your most beloved films? Let me add them. Yeah. Oh man, everybody dislikes this movie, and like that's okay. Like I get why. You know, like 1981 Evil Dead is my favorite, and. Other people were like, oh, that's a bad, like, or Evil Dead 2 is the best. I'm like, I disagree. It's like, it's all an opinion. It's all a part of like what matters to you at that moment in your life. Like what is like monumental, yeah. like what affects you? Like everything, horror is subjective. Horror is a universal language that everybody can relate to. Things trigger other people universally. And also this community is so supportive and loving. Like everybody has their own niche. Like it's fine. Like it is what it is. There's no judgment. Just, you know. Yeah. You like Just you like, like what you like. Okay, I love this phrase. Don't yuck other people's yucks. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the only thing. People love terrifier. Not my thing. <laughs> I haven't, I seen, haven't that. seen that oh, one yet. We need to do. We need to do a clown month. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be good. But also, like, I get it. Like, I I know Damien. Like, we're like, just like the idea of like. I I think my lens is through a filmmaker lens, so I'm like. Dude, if you can get anything made, you get a movie made, mm-hmm. you get any support, you get any type of like notoriety from it, like you've made it. Like it's mm-hmm. insane. Doesn't yeah. mean like you like that genre, doesn't mean you like that movie, but like the idea of like any movie getting made and getting some recognition is huge. So like I respect it yeah. across the board entirely. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like horror is so universal, it's amazing. It's I love crazy, that. Crazy. I like that take. Yeah, it was crazy. You could have a, a terrifier movie in the theater and also like a, a skin and marink also at the same time. Yeah. Which are like two completely, it, two, both horror, two completely different. Uh, and it's incredible. And the audience, about it. and the audience, both audiences hate each other's movies. And that's okay. <laughs> it's totally fine. Like there's niches for every genre of films. Like that's so yeah. cool. Like that's fun. It's like I think like having these conversations is super important. This this podcast is super important about like dissecting movies. It's super important to talk about these things, about movies, likes, what you like, what you don't like, etc. Like it's cool. It's sharing mm. knowledge of both. Yeah, I do have problems with Skinner Marink though. So I, I was <laughs> <laughs> I've never Just seen it. But it's out there. But yeah. 
Just, just, I haven't seen it either. It's, 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 uh, I'm not going to, it's going to be a whole different, no, it's whatever. <laughs> a different conversation. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. To, to echo, to echo Lindsay, don't yuck my yum. At the same time, this movie is just uh, nostalgia in, in my childhood. So I get why people don't like it, but hey, man, go watch it. It's mindless. It's fun. Yeah. Well, we all liked it. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. This was a true pleasure, and we would love to have you on any time that you're available. It was so much fun talking to you. Oh, thank you for having oh, me. And yeah, and do you wanna? Do you have anything that you wanna plug and promote? Oh God. Um, sh- uh, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I have a couple short films that I'm. I have in film festivals right now that are doing the fall season festival circuit. I also have a movie I produce in DP that just came out on dark sky films who also did like house of the That's devil, awesome. stuff like that. Damn. We just came out with a movie. We just did a theater run. It's actually running even longer right now in LA and select theaters across the U S how do I plug? How do I plug? Okay. Um, <laughs> I've never, I've never been on a podcast to plug my own stuff. So actually like the best plug is to just follow me, I guess. Go follow yeah. my Instagram. That's mainly what I use is Instagram, not anything else. My Instagram is Raldez, which is R-A-L-D-E-Z. And that's Ryan Valdez meshed together. It's my childhood name. They're all my friends. <laughs> I have short films in the festivals. I have movies I'm producing, and I also have movies coming out and movies I'm working on that are coming through January. So, awesome. Um, those I can't talk about right now, but yes. Nice. Well, I can't wait to see what those are. And man, we've only seen two of your short films. We need to we need to tear through yeah. the rest of them. <laughs> I can send you the other shorts and the other movies if you guys want them. Like I have screeners yeah, yeah. and everything. That'd be pretty sick. Oh, that's so kind. If you have time. Awesome. I have time. That's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> I just accept <laughs> anything. Yeah, Lindsay, you're going to watch this and be like, Ugh, this just looks like Texas Chainsaw 2003. He's mimicking. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan, so we've, we've, we've watched lots of different short films, but yours particularly spoke to me. We all enjoyed your short films, but I'll just say like when we were talking about different aesthetics that appeal to us or different themes, this is me geeking out a little bit. Yours appealed to me the most because it's, it's not just your writing in your direction, but you do your own visual effects and it's all, it all is so cohesive together and is just so aesthetically pleasing, which is huge to me. So you were the, yeah. you were like the nicest Don't person in the entire that. world. <laughs> my gosh like nobody cares about short films so hearing this from yeah. you like means so much yeah oh well we're very glad to be a supporter of yours and we'll be sure to get the word out there so more people support you oh uh, likewise whatever i can do to like share this podcast and share you guys like let me know whatever i can do oh that's so nice yeah yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Sounds like me. we're buds now. Yeah, we're homies. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I'm down to like, talk shit about movies with you guys anytime. Nice. Sweet. We'll, we'll plan something. We'll figure it out. All right. Thank you so much. You, like, 
the, the, the Texas family vibes, the very Texas Chainsaw <laughs> vibes. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, we're we're exactly like that family in <laughs> Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, it was nice meeting uh, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, this yeah. was a blast. Let's do it again. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Like your insight and enthusiasm are yes, appreciated. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm cheersing my bourbon to you guys. You can't see it, but yeah. yeah. Cheers. Yeah. All right, Stratton. Play the music. Thank you for listening to the Stories to Dismember podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at stories to dismember at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at Stories to Dismember. The music for Stories to Dismember is provided by Wen Feather, and episodes are edited by Stratton Meyer. We can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye bye.